He's a precious metal. He's a stand-up comic. He's a writer. He's a father. He's one of the best people to have a conversation with. You could sit and talk with this guy all day. Yep, it's the Diamond Boy, Sean Murray. Mics and like equipment is one of those things where you're like, I'm gonna get serious about podcasting or whatever. And then you're like, I'm gonna stick with like this. those fucking sure mics that everybody gets. Yeah, because Joe Rogan uses them. Like right. $500 no, a microphone. It's like, listen, like, it's a good mic, but it's like, it's a great mic. I've used them. I hear people who use them and they're so worth the price, but like, I I don't have the price. Right. And like, it's, 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 only, crazy. it's also only worth the price once you can afford the price. Because yeah. it's one of those things where it's like... Or if you're like being sponsored. Like right. if I blew up, if Sher was like, yeah, we want to do a yup, it's a mic. I'm like, dude, 100%. Yeah. No, like, let's like, go. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, it's not... Anybody who's like talented, like like you know, the, the equipment, whatever it is, like the guitar doesn't make the, the guitar player or like yeah. whatever... But they also aren't using the worst guitar. Yeah, you know I mean, but they could play yeah. really well on a bad guitar. So it's like just using if I had the opportunity to have clean guitar. Yeah, if I had a if I had the opportunity to have a great mic, absolutely, I'm gonna use a great mic. But yeah. until you get like that's not the thing that's gonna set you apart. You know what I mean? No one's ever like, no one ever like likes a podcast just purely on the audio quality. Yeah, I don't listen to a podcast. Man, yeah. I bet you they're using sure microphones. Yeah, like, like this, <laughs> this is garbage, but damn, that's crisp. That quality yeah. is so good. I don't yeah, know the what they're talking about. They're kind of racist, they but got, this quality. I could tell they, they made sure to get room tone before yeah. they... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but people listen to my podcast for the charm. That's right. And that's what it is. You said it. Uh, but we're here with Sean motherfucking Murray. I'm back. The Diamond Boy is back. I'm back that's, and I'm not going to talk about Eminem this time. I'm yeah. Up, up top. Yeah, just off rip. Our last episode was, um, it turned out to just be an Eminem vent session. It's crazy because I don't Are we care do about Eminem. Okay, no, I'm, no, no, I'm just, just going to get this little 30 little seconds. Out. Okay. You can time me. I just want to say, I don't even talk about Eminem. Like, I don't think about Eminem that much. But it, it just everything we were talking about, it just tied in perfectly to where Eminem was in his career. Yep. But I was talking to another friend of mine, like, recently, like, probably like, a couple months after that podcast, and he was like, yeah, "You bring up Eminem a lot." And I was like, "Do I? Fuck, like, this, this is happening to me. Do so, I like him so much?" So yeah, so I'm like, uh, "All right, so this is uh, not going to happen this time." Eminem free podcast, yes. okay? Even the candy, even like, the yeah. candy. I don't even We're like the gummies. fucking candy, yeah. dude. We're doing, yeah, I got lifesavers and trolley. I'm not a, I'm not a chocolate guy, really. No, I mean, I like some chocolate, but uh, yeah, it's not it like, depends. If I, I had a choice, like if, if I'm, I'm getting gummies. Yeah, every if time. I'm going to, a, like if I'm in the gas station or something, I'm going for yeah. candy. I'm not going for like a fucking. Hershey bar or whatever. I'm nah, about. I yeah. think uh, Hershey bars are for serial killers. <laughs> like just sitting there eating a whole bar of chocolate is madness. Yeah, I was at I was at the store the other day, and I was in like it wasn't even like a it's like I think it's like Hobby Lobby or something. But in line, you know, you always every store every store has candy now. Like yeah. every store like has a a lot of candy for some reason, which I love because I'm fucking. I love like, candy. But it was like I was looking and they had a Mister Good bar. And Mr. Good Bar is, is literally Bar. just chocolate and peanuts. But it's like they developed, they must have like came up with Mr. Good Bar 
when chocolates and peanuts depression. yeah like when chocolate <laughs> and peanuts together was like a, a revelation yeah. you know I mean? like, Ooh, like, like, yeah, like we, yeah 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 it probably was great like right after the great depression we're like yeah. or right after the war and they're like fuck we have all this chocolate yeah, and all these peanuts, we don't have to do ration do? anymore we can put this to, like not only yeah. can we have chocolate and peanuts we could we could put them together we have like, so much extra chocolate and peanuts oh shit you can't just attack me did he you can just or not generally you just can't he deserves it but it's like I feel like they 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 like grandfathered into the name Mr. Good Bar. With like, there's so many better like chocolate bars that deserve a, a title like Mr. Good yeah. Bar, but yeah. it's like they got it because they got it in early. You know what I mean? Yeah, they were the the best bar for the time. Like Snickers is a great name. Yeah, but it's worthy of a name like Mr. Good Bar in terms of like the yeah, quality I feel of like the, Snickers, the bar. You Snickers, know what I mean? Like when I throw the wrapper away, they're like, yeah, fatty. <laughs> like just, yeah, you fat fuck. <laughs> That's mad funny. It's like wipe your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Clean yourself up. Clean yourself up. Look at your fingers, stupid. <laughs> I bet you're gonna suck on those later. <laughs> and they're right. And they're right. I am. Cause that the finger chocolate's different. It's yeah. a different consistency than the bar chocolate. It is. It's like your natural like yeah. oils and your yeah. sweat, the moisture. Like you got yeah. sea salt, I got me salt. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Uh, I fuck with Reese's too. Reese's I like Reese's. Cups, I like Reese's. But I like mine like almost frozen. Like real cold. Those are good. Those, Those are, are the good. best. As, it's that's good. just an elite snack. I like Reese's, but I just don't like them as much as everybody likes Reese's. Like, I think they're doing too much at Reese's. I think Reese's is the new Oreo. I feel like every other month there's like a new fucking Oreo. No, it is. But it's now a, they're just stuffing whatever they want in, in Reese's peanut butter cups. Like, there's one with they, potato chips in it. I saw that. Like, I, what the fuck is that? They got a Reese's with caramel in there now. I yeah. saw that the other day. I remember they I did the peanut butter one. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. And then they just went, I think, just going too far. Wait, the peanut butter one? Yeah, there was like a peanut butter, Reese's peanut butter cup that was great. Oh, the peanut butter outside? Yeah. No, um, uh, caramel. Uh, it was like a, a Snicker bar with peanut butter and they put oh, them together. Okay, that okay, was okay, great. Okay. I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm no, like, oh my like, God. I'm like, Reese's is peanut butter. No, no, no but they put one, there's one with like Reese's <laughs> puffs in it. Yeah, yeah. There's one with like Reese's pizza. It's just, you don't have to stop. It's too much. They, it's capitalism though. It's yeah. like I like it's like it's the same reason why like when they put out NBA 2K, like they could just they could just make one NBA 2K and they just give you an update pack every year. But they like, no, yeah, like no, no, we gotta no. sell you a new to. product. We like we gotta pretend there's new features and shit because yeah. it's the same thing with Oreos. It's like any product is like it's gonna stagnate sales. So in order to make a big leap in sales, it's like, well now we got fucking Yeah, we got Oreos Chicken Parmesan Oreos stuffed like, with chicken parmesan. I'm like ah. I don't know if I want that, but I'll give it a try. They're Oreos. Cause I trust them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like, they they got a good reputation. Cause it's like, this sounds horrible, but it's like, and like they, they wouldn't put you out into like bad. getting crazy. Cause they were like, oh, check these out. They're Halloween, not different. They're just orange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they're like, these are Christmas, not different. They're just red. Yeah. Then they're like, yo, this is bubble gum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like okay, birthday cake. That's cool. And then it's like fucking like tiramisu. Yeah. <laughs> Nah, what was it that I saw? They had like. Nah, it'd be like espresso they had, martini. It was Oreo. Yeah. It was Oreo stuffed Oreos. And it was just like in the cream was like crushed up Oreo. And I'm like, that's too much. No, that's that's actually offensive to me. Like, like anybody who bought that is a sucker. Like that's, like, that's like, crazy. If you bought that, they knew you would buy that. Like they, they marketed it. They made that specifically yeah, for that you. Yeah, that was just for because you. Because it's like, how stupid are you that well, you need little chopped up Oreos in the thing. Like you could just make that happen by just biting down on the cookie. Yeah. Like you don't need that's to. That's just, a, they're just selling you pre-bit yeah. Oreos at that point. That's crazy. 
it's it's evil. It's like it's devilishly brilliant. You know what I mean? It's like you just gonna fucking he's gonna put little bits of Oreo in in charge of everything. They're all just like super villains. I think they all just read comic books when they were younger, and they were like, you know what? I could do that. Yeah, I could do that on a grand scale. I I actually have the funds to do this. Yeah, they're like, oh shit, I like Jeff Bezos definitely woke up one day and goes, oh my god, I. Am I Lex Luthor? I'm, yeah. Like, am I Lex? Like, yeah, he's like, he's like, he went down a list like in in every single. I'm Lex. He's Luthor. like, God, fuck. He's trying to find a Superman. <laughs> who would that be? Uh, who would? That's a good question. Who would be? There's nobody that good. There's nobody that like universally. Because anybody that good is not that powerful. You know what I mean? In the real world, and someone that powerful is definitely not that good. Exactly. Yeah, you know I mean, like, we just got to start with a farmer. And find one of their it's kids. Eight. Yeah, we yeah. gotta fucking. Yeah, yeah. We, gotta, we gotta go to the source. We gotta go to Kansas and actually find the real Superman. Yeah, that's it. Go to Kansas. It's probably in Wichita. Yeah, that sounds like a. That's, a that sounds like a. Where Kent, else? That sounds like Kent Town. <laughs> Wichita. Dude, have you seen any good movies? Any good movies ever? No, um, recently. Recently. I won, in nineteen ninety six, I saw Face Off, and it was so good. So Men in Black once. That was really good. Which one? The first one. That's the only really good one. Like the other, there's like Men in Black Two has some good stuff in it. Men in Black Two was that the one where um, Michael Jackson's in there? K was at the post office. That's when he. Okay. Of course, yeah. you knew that and one. And Biz Marquee. You were like, was ah, like was the, yeah, I was like, ah, you know like, every post office. That's my movie. dad. Every single one, dude. <laughs> every single one I know. Um, uh, the mailman from Hey Arnold. He's a great one. Iconic mailman in time. Excellent mailman. Uh, the one from Rick and Morty. My man. Yeah, love that guy. Legend. You've never had a bad mailman on TV, hmm. ever. They were just great. I feel like I the wish. The dude I, from Cheers, great guy, just hated one. his job. I feel like you, you've you done your research. You yeah, dude, we're I mean? just the dregs of society, and this is like the last job we can get without <laughs> like, without being felons. <laughs> like, damn. Dude, mailmen are just universally There's got to be a dude. bad. The mailman and don't be a menace. Uh was not good. No, he was good. He, was, he would always say message and give him a message. They're all good, dude. You know, uh, <laughs> Mailmen you know, are just good. Damn, yo. I'm a... I'm a dude, we're an uncorrupt I'm gonna, practice. <laughs> I'm going to research this and I'm going to send Yeah, in, when you come back from yeah, part three, yeah, dude... I'm going to have a you list. You have a list of all the fucked up mailmen in, in, in cinema and film um, and television. Right. Absolutely. No, what did I see? Dude, you're going to pull up like some kind of Broadway play where there was a murderous mailman. Yeah, it's like... No, like yeah. <laughs> it, it's going to be like... I feel like it's gonna be a incredibly popular thing like that I overlooked. I'm like, how did I not? Oh, I man. forgot about that. Like a mainstream murderer. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I forgot mailman. there was a murderous mailman in Wizard of Oz. How could yeah. I overlook this? <laughs> I forgot it's that. that whole going postal thing. But like, I think that's why we're so good now is because like well, yeah, 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 one of them got bad. really, really yeah. bad, and we're like, you know what? Maybe we should just like chill. Yeah, the, like it's a is is like an overreaction. Yeah, and everyone the, went, oh. The, the, yeah. Oh, I'm the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit, we can't. Yeah. We can't just. A, that was a bad look for the post. That was a real bad look. They became more strict with their their guidelines and shit. They're I like, believe nah, it's never gonna happen again. I believe I can get in big trouble if I say that at work. Like if I say yeah, like I'm going postal, like I can get in big trouble. I think that's like yelling fire in public at the post yeah, office. Yeah, it, but it's only there. Like, yeah, only there. <laughs> only there. It's like it's like a. a one of the blacklisted words in the post office. So you ever, uh, you watch Community? Yeah. You know when it's like um, no ghost thing? It's yep. like that. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah, you can't say it there. Yeah, at the post office, you can say slurs, but don't you dare say postal. Yeah. Like, you fucking. That's crazy, though. Like, um, that that's, it probably would. That's the only place where it still, like, has that meaning. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, because most people who've used that term in the last 
15, 20 years. The people who even, coined that word probably don't even really exist right now. Yeah, like it, it's it's so like the the reference point is so devoid of like the context now. It's so yeah. like, like so many phrases in American culture. I mean, I guess in yeah, most places, but I'm only in America. They yeah, loop yeah. around. Yeah, which is crazy. Like I was I was talking to um my nephews the other day, and they're Gen Z. I think that's what they are. They're like the How Gen Z kids. Uh, one is twenty three, twenty four, and the other one is like nineteen or twenty. So yeah, I believe they're like that. Gen Z, yeah. yeah, and I I don't know what they're saying half the time. Like when no, they just not. when they just throw that slang out, I'm like, what? Well, and then I'm like, damn, I'm I'm old now. Well, I don't know what the kids are talking it about. It sucks, especially for us though, because we're at a point in culture where it's like not only like just naturally as you get older, like you're just gonna be start to become more and more disconnected yep. from What's the youth culture and all that. Yeah, unless you like, you make it a deliberate effort effort to be looped in, which is like at some point at certain ages, like Kinda you gotta weird. stop doing that. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like fabulous. You'd be like, you'd be, he'd be like, yeah, like well, why are you wearing an emoji like tracksuit? Like this, you look yeah, ridiculous. That's weird. Um, like I, I was just talking to somebody about. Uh, I'm gonna loop back around to the yep. Gen Z conversation, yep. but I was talking to a friend of mine about fabulous, and it's like fabulous is one of those guys where it's like if fabulous everything fabulous is doing is wrong because he's old, right? Yeah. Where it's like. If he was in his twenties, he'd be the fun. coolest fucking guy out, probably. And even and even if he wasn't cool though, it would be acceptable because like he's young, like like let's say um like you ever um like have a little cousin or something like like tell you like oh I I, I started listening to hip hop whatever and yeah. he'd be like who do you like like Machine Gun Kelly like Machine Gun Kelly it's like yeah, yeah. but like you young you don't know no better this is your introduction yeah. I'm gonna let it I'm gonna let it slide you'll get to somebody yeah out. I had that I had that moment with my nephews when he was like yo. He's like, you heard this song? And I was like, what song? And he uh, he played Got It On Me by Pop Smoke. <laughs> and he goes, man, this song is so good. I was like, I'm listening to it. I was like, I've definitely heard this before. Right. And then I played Mini Men for him. And he goes, yo, did they just steal from Pop? I said, bro. That's crazy. I said, young man. That's crazy. You need to stop. That's insane. That's a crazy, one of the craziest That's things. That's hurtful. It is. It's hurtful on like so many levels. Like one, just like the age thing, but also like the fact that like, that I I always say, many men is like as great a song as, as there is. Like there, Dude. like there are there are songs as good as that, but there's yeah. no song better than. We're about the same age, right? Yeah. Yeah. When many men came out, we were what like anywhere between like eleven and thirteen. Similar. And yeah. that song had us walking around ready to die at any moment. Yeah. Any moment. I was like, yeah, I'll die like, right even now. Even before, like, I had a reason to die. Like, like I, yeah, had I had to die. No I, had no, I, had no, I, had no, I had no, like, enemies. I had, I had no yeah. ops. I had yeah. nothing. I was just like, yeah, shoot me right now. Right, yeah. And it was like, but it's like, you, so because of how great that song is, you would think, like, the legacy of it would carry over yeah. internally and, like, just being able to connect, okay, this great song was made by this person, but it's like, apparently not. But, okay, so the fabulous thing, right? So it's like, but fab is like, is like a person, it's like, if fab is like, um, like, like you listen to like rock music or whatever. Yeah. Like, what, but what was like the, your intro? Like the first thing you were into, right? To with rock music. Yeah. Um. Like I, I got into rock music through Linkin Park, right? Oh yeah. Which is like not great. I like Linkin Park I still. I love Linkin Park. But it's like it's not like no one in in like rock circles generally don't consider them like one of the great bands or whatever. Yeah, my but it's my dad is a big rock guy. So when I was a kid, it was always on. Uh, I grew up on a lot of Metallica and like 
70s rock 70s 80s rock oh yeah so you, you had a perfect introduction yeah yeah, yeah. But like, he, so, he threw so, me right into the fire but like so if if i approach somebody who listens to, to rock whatever i'm like they're like who do you like i'm like lincoln park I'm like that ain't no fucking bro and it was people. kind of you like you listen to this person but if yeah. you're young you're like yeah, yeah i give yeah. you a pass but fab is the guy who's listening to lincoln park for the first time right now and then telling you yo this shit's fucking dope yeah i'm like i like lincoln park so i'm not gonna lincoln park is phenomenal like, let's say like nickelback or whatever like, some, <laughs> some, some horrible okay. thing okay yeah, yeah yeah and it's like <laughs> if you were Dude, Nickelback rules. <laughs> if you were 14 and you said that, I'm like, you don't know no you, better. Listen, but you, you haven't heard enough. But you're 40. It's like, Fab, you've been around 45. So it's like, you you don't have the past, even though I do support people like trying always to expand their boundaries and like get out of their comfort zone and like try new things. But it's like, it is kind of embarrassing when you're old trying and you to do be like what the young kids are doing. Shit like that. And it's like, that's. Um, is Fab streaming now? I feel like he would be streaming. Uh, I hope not. Fab, I really hope not. Fab doing Fortnite dances He'd be on, on TikTok. Like just, I, yeah, I would hate to see like Fab on like Kai Sinat's fucking <laughs> stream trying to fucking. I don't even know what those people do. They don't do anything. Like that's the like because I have I go on on Twitch. Um, I try to do it every week, and like right now I'm currently playing uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, so I'll jump on Twitch while I'm playing that. Or if like Chris is here and we're playing Madden, like I'll do Madden on Twitch and yeah. people can watch me either beat him or get beat really, really bad and write in the chat like, bro, you should quit. And I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to. I can't do that to Chris. He needs the win. <laughs> like, but like, uh, like, what was it Aiden Ross, Kai Sinat? Like they just they sit there and just talk anything. And that's it's like it's that's it's that's why it's impossible. Kind of circling back to the Gen Z thing. You weren't talking about this specifically, but like. Like to convince young kids that like YouTube star or Twitch star is not a profession because it's like these people are making so much fucking money doing it. And it's 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 the most attractive thing in the yeah. world. It's like you just hang out with your friends yep. on camera yep. and you make tons of money. It's like and obviously we can recognize that like it's not that simple. No, but apparently so it is that simple because like I, I'm not tapped. I know I'm I'm, a, I'm clearly aware of Kai Sinat, but I don't know enough about his rise to that yeah, point. I don't know anything. about But that. it's like. I know he doesn't do anything. I know he just gets on stream and he just, he just bullshit and he fucking yep. like he's not a particular. And he's so rich, incredibly. He's so rich. He's absurd. Nicki Minaj was at his house. Yeah. What the fuck? He had offset at his house, just sleeping over. Like yeah, he's like just what like is hanging that? out. Like also, that's kind of weird. It is weird. That's weird because because Kai Sinat's like in his twenties, early twenties. Yeah, right. He can't be and older offset's than older than us. Yes. So what are you doing sleeping over his house? That's weird. But that's the thing. It's like it's it's one of those things where it's like. This is what's cool, you know what I mean? And like, yeah. Kai's gonna find Kai. Like, it's like he's sort of a gatekeeper to the youth, right? So it's like, if Kai thinks I'm cool because I'm staying over his house mm -hmm. and hanging out, like doing whatever, like whatever the twenty year olds are doing, All then the, the kids, kids who, like who, who fuck with Kai, are gonna, you know what I mean? So That's it's like, crazy. but yeah, it's it's just impossible to tell Gen Z kids like, yeah, you can't. It's not you like a it's not it. like a fucking lifestyle. Like, but like people are doing it. Yeah, and it's like, how do you say? Because like. Obviously, anyone. I mean, I wouldn't want to be. I wouldn't want to be that famous. Like, um, everybody wants to be famous, but I wouldn't want to be that famous. Where it's like, yeah, where um, they can't even go anywhere. Those streamer dudes, like that's weird. Like, didn't, didn't, uh, was it Kai Sinat got got fined by the city of New York for causing a riot? Yeah, because he said he was going to give away like a PS Five or something. Yeah, it's 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 wild. And it, the other thing with that is like, it's unsustainable unless you're willing to just turn your life into content. Which yeah. I'm not like I would yeah, never like crazy. like being on a stream all day like that or like just 
everything you do trying to find a way I to turn it into. I forgot what that other little kid is who does streams all the time, but he's always like streaming out in the world like he's walking around like yeah. just, why I should, what, what is that that's but like they don't know obviously they make them a lot of money so they, there's a value to that but also yeah. they're born into a world where like that was something that is it not makes, odd it makes me feel so old because like my initial reaction is just, fucking job like, yeah. what are you doing yeah. dude no, it, it, it's crazy how old it makes you feel but it's also like i guess on in theory i'm like i would love to just do nothing and make money off it but they they are doing something which is giving away their, their personal life. life. Like they have no personal life. Yeah, that shit it's is, all public. I, it's I couldn't imagine it. Like, like especially like if if you're like those uh those social media couples always creep me out because it's like everything in your life is put out there and then if something happens between you guys then it's almost like the internet feels like they're entitled to know what's happening right. in your life and if you don't want to share it then they fucking uh, start posting their own shit about it, like what they think happened. It's just, oh, people just get too involved in other people's lives. No, it, it's it, ter- it terrifies me. It's not a new concept, but yeah, social media is is, a, is horrible. Yeah, so well, social media just gave you easier access to people's lives. Like now, now you can know everything about a person just by scrolling their social media. It used to be have to be like in a fan club. Yeah, like like there's those creepy people on like uh, 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 TikTok and Instagram who uh, show the dangers of posting pictures of like backgrounds and stuff. Yeah, they can just pull up because they can pull up. They'll find your location yeah. based on things behind. Like that's insane. Like, nuts. What the fuck? It's just nuts. No, no. I'm gonna put a backdrop in all my pictures. Yeah, like, like, uh, like a lot of like uh, celebrities, um, rappers specifically, because you know, well, people yeah. plotting on rappers shit. They always like um, they don't post until they've already left that location. Where yeah. it's like, oh, I, oh, that was like yesterday, or that was like yeah. eight five hours ago. Yeah, I like how rappers post their lives in delay. <laughs> like that's cool. Like they're just <laughs> they're just a little delayed. They're just like two days behind. My bad, I had to fucking respond to this. No, it's okay, but you're a busy man. Busy I man. wish, I wish, comedy. I kind of wish I was more busy, but also comedy, like I'm, children writing. Yeah, it's, it's too much, and I'm I'm trying. Like I've really kicked it in a high gear lately, so then it's like, it's it's bad, but it's also like this is what I want. You know what I mean? Like this is like, I'm trying to put myself in a certain position, so then you got to kind of make certain sacrifices in order to do it. How are you balancing it with with how many kids you have? I got two. two. Well, yeah, I got two. I have two. <laughs> My ex has one, but like I'm still kind of raising them. Yeah, you know what I mean, so it's like okay. yeah, two, two, and two. So let's call it three. Three. So you got three kids. Yeah, and I, that's how do you balance it? You don't. You yeah. don't like um. Like, do they get do they get daddy Sean time? Absolutely. So I work from home. I'm so. Oh, sick. And my, I haven't put my kids in my, my daughters, my youngest kids in daycare yet. Uh-huh. So they are with me all, all day. day. Okay. Um, and then, like, even like um, like, I'm not gone that much. Like, I, like I, I kind of wish I was gone more. Not because I don't want to be around <laughs> my kids. I don't want to be gone like that. But because I like I, I, I wish I was getting like more dates for for yeah. comedy and shit. But I'm, I mean, I'm working on it. Currently, but um, but well, it's yeah. definitely not for a lack of trying. I think if you just no, it is for a lack of trying. Actually, well, you um, so you recently, I think the last time I saw you was at uh, Dangles Mike, mm-hmm. and uh, you came in, you went up, you just had you fucking just I don't know if you were doing jokes or if you were just going off, you're like just bullshitting or whatever. But you just went there, you did so well, you hung out for a little bit, and then you left. And um, I was talking with uh with Matt Lopes, 
Was it I didn't believe it was Matt Loves. And he was like, fuck, Sean's so good. He's like, that's the kind of set like you have at a mic where there's like people who are going to book shows. Like they see that and they're like, I need that guy. Like, so that's, I'm glad that you brought that up. Yeah. Um, because the problem with my career, if you want to call it that at this point, it's, uh-huh. it's a budding career, but it shouldn't yeah. be, I should be, I should be way further ahead in comedy yeah. than I currently am. And it's because I relied on that to be my way up the ladder, uh-huh. which when I first started out, that's how I was doing it. Like yeah. when I first I started out, I was uh, March 7th, 2012. Okay. Um, it was like three weeks before my 19th birthday. So, um, oh, so 2012, you were turning 19. Yeah. Okay, so I'm older than you. Oh, shit. I was 22 in 2012. Wow. Yeah. I didn't have to do that. That's crazy. No, I think I, I never. That's not so I thought you were like younger no, no, than me, no, in I'm fact. 33. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, You look good. Thanks, man. It's, uh, it's being Puerto Rican. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, but, oh, yeah. So when I first started out, like, this is not even like two of my own horseshit, but I was pretty good, like right off the bat. Like, yeah, that's how he became the fucking diamond boy, bro. After, diamond after, in the rough. <laughs> obviously, looking back, he's like, yeah, that shit was oh, terrible. It's terrible. But, it's like, but like, I was young. If you were you now and you saw a new comic come up that had the same, uh, that did exactly how you did, you'd be like, oh, this kid's gonna be good. No, I'm like, this guy sucks. I'm like, nah, I hate you. you. I would, only because I'm like, I can't let. Him, get, I couldn't let it go to his head, you know, yeah. because that's that's sort of what happened. With oh, me. you wouldn't tell him. You would tell yeah. yourself, "Oh, he's gonna be good." <laughs> I need to crush his spirit and tell um, him he sucks. Because <laughs> so, like, so then I would just, you know, people would just, and you know how that you go to mics and shit, people offer you shows, whatever. Yep, yep. But then it, it kind of like reaches a point where it plateaus. Yeah. Where like then you have to start being like a go getter and like reaching out for shows, which never made sense to me because I, when I would book shows, I never wanted people to ask me to be on my show. No, I asked yeah. you to be on my show. Yeah. I thought that's how everybody thought. And also that's thought that's how it works. Yep. But, and like, that's one thing I'm like, I, I was never like that, never like business minded in that way where it's like, okay, I gotta, you gotta put yourself you in the situation. You have to sell yourself. I was, yeah. I, I was foolishly thought it was more merit based because up until that point in my life, it had been like, like when yeah. I was in school, like I was a very good student. I was a bad student, but I was a good, um, I was a bad person to be in a school, but I was a good student. Like, yeah. it's like, it's like as a, as a citizen of this ecosystem, I'm Not, terrible. Like, I was like, yeah, derelict yeah, in the classroom. Like, yeah, I'm fucking disruptive. always talking, I'm disruptive, all this yeah. shit, but I was very smart and I'd pick up shit you would, easily. You'd get it done. You got That's, school, but you, that, school yeah. wasn't for you. But, um, so then, so, it, it is merit based in school. Yeah. If you you participate in this level and you're not being a, like I was a bad student, but I wasn't like setting off like fireworks in school. Yeah, as you know, but like, you you're know, as bad as you were. You also probably did your homework. With that. Did your homework. You got good grades. And anytime they said Sean, what's the answer? You knew the answer. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like you. They kind of like they're they like, all right, I guess like you can fuck around. So they it's not affecting anything. Yeah. It's like um. Stop it's distracting a, other people. Right. Is all they can really get you for. Exactly. Yeah. So so then but in comedy, it's like you gotta like at some point you gotta take it into your own hands and like put yourself at yeah. that next level. Cause you, one part of it is like people have to see you. Um one part of it is like, okay, um, if you it's an out of sight, out of mind thing, right? It's like yep. we often think we're always thinking about ourselves, right? Yep. Like, oh, I I want this, and no one's thinking about you as much as you're thinking about them. Even the person, even even like Taylor Swift's stalker is not thinking about Taylor Swift as much as Taylor Swift is thinking of herself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So, but aren't they those? Isn't that why they're called stalkers? 
I think this is a little because to be Taylor Swift, you gotta have a huge ego. You know what I mean? To put to again to put yourself where you at that level, you can't you 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 cannot fall into that. You think uh, you think Taylor Swift thinks more about herself or her cat that's worth like ninety three million dollars? I think herself because she's worth more than ninety three million. She's worth like a billion. I think. Yeah. So it's like, dude, her and her cat are worth more than her boyfriend. That's sick. <laughs> And he's won a Super Bowl. He's that won two wild. Super Bowls. That's fucking wild. <laughs> That's possibly wild. gonna win three, but he's definitely won two, and he's not worth more than a fucking. I think it's a Persian cat. That's what she got. It's crazy too because like one of those like furry flat face ones. I would do insane things to be worth one fifth of a Travis Kelsey who's worth like a like half like a like a tenth <laughs> of Taylor Swift. You know what I mean? Dude, I I would be happy making what the lowest paid player in the NFL makes a year. Dude. Happy? I would. It would. I'd be, be so. I would be the best. Like dude, I would give me a me. give me a undrafted rookie deal. Like, I would be a king. Just give me, I would be, be a oh king. Like, like I don't need. Dude, much. I would probably be the richest person on this block. Like <laughs> I, for sure would. Dude, I would be flexing. I would have a fucking twenty twenty seven Honda Civic. Be stunting on all these Puerto Ricans. <laughs> So yeah, so basically, I was like, I just kind of like plateaued where it's like I wasn't reaching out for shit and whatever. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, why am I not getting shows or whatever? And then it's like, especially when I went to New York City, when I was out there, it was like, you just gotta. It's so much more about being present and being like networking than it is. I always yeah. say to people, like the real work of any artistic pursuit is not the artistic pursuit. That's the it's prerequisite. The, it's the networking part. It's like doing comedy. The prerequisite of doing comedy is writing jokes and shit. That's, that, that's how you yeah, can that's how call you yourself a comedian. Yeah. It's same with music. To be a guitar player, like to be a guitar player, you have to, like, to, to, to actually be successful at it, you have to like really like put yourself in certain situations or it's just like, no matter how talented you are, it's very, it can happen, but you got to be visible. You know what I mean? And I was like, I, I wasn't, I was like, I don't want to hang out at some show at, in Brooklyn at, that's at 11 o'clock on a Tuesday and I have work in yeah. Manhattan at 5 a.m. But I live in Queens. So that means I have to go from Brooklyn to at Queens. like 2 a.m. back to Queens to then go back to Manhattan to be. To yeah. Because you, you what from Queen from Brooklyn to Queens is probably what? Depends on where you're at. Like, so Brooklyn and Queens are like right next to each other, but like yeah. depending on how far into Brooklyn and yeah. Brooklyn you are. And I was deep. I was like in Jamaica, Queens. So it was like yeah. pretty deep um, in Queens. So it's like everybody's like, oh, subway. Like it would take me like if I'm in certain parts of Brooklyn, it would take me like especially at certain times of night. It would like it could be up to ninety minutes to get home, yeah. which is like that's the length of getting from Queens to New Haven, where I live. Yeah, and that's like that's you leave there at fucking two. It takes you ninety minutes to get home. What do you go home to change your clothes and then leave again? Essentially, like, that's, that's crazy. So it's like, like I would, I wouldn't hang out as much as I wanted to, and also because sometimes you're like, okay, they're like, oh yeah, so and so books a show, you should like go hang out at the show. You go to hang out at the show, and then like, oh, he's not hosting this week, he's out of town, yep. or like he's sick, or you say what's up to him, and he kind of blows you off, or it's like. Yep. Or you or get booked. Or he's like, oh, you got to talk to me after the show. And there's like 70 comics on the fucking show. All the time. Or like, there's so, so many times where like, somebody's like, oh, uh, I, I do all that shit. I get booked on the show. I go to do the show. Again, it's Tuesday in Brooklyn, in Bushwick at like. Fucking 2 a.m. 11.30 like, or whatever. I go, you know, like so the show starts at 11. I go up at like 1. And then not only is it's it's a it's one o'clock show on Tuesday, so it's not great as it is. Yep. And then the booker's outside smoking a cigarette. You know yep, what I mean? The so whole like, fucking time. So then, like, the the chances of me, even if he was in the room, the chances of me having like 
getting booked again. Yeah. Not it's only by slim. him or any, any other anybody other comics who book are slim enough. Yet alone the fact that he didn't even see me perform, so it doesn't even matter. Yeah. And it, and and it doesn't shit. help that it's a Tuesday night in Brooklyn in a room full of people who maybe know six words of English. Right. Like. That's been my experience in like New York clubs. Like when I got like actual spots, I remember I did one at Broadway and I got up on stage and like there was maybe two, three people that spoke English. And then the whole front was just like a, like a Chinese tourist group that they wrangled in. And I'm just, I was doing the jokes. They were just going, <laughs> and I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, like, like, this is actually not helpful. I wish if you guys were just frowning, it would be better than like, like be sad. Yeah, or I can something. tell you don't even know what I'm saying. Yeah, you know I mean, which is worse. I wish you knew what I was saying and just didn't like it. Yeah, it's like because I've had That'd this. Give me feedback. I've given that face right. like at Home Depot when people <laughs> yeah. are talking to me and shit. So it's like, um, so then just like, I, I, I probably should be like way further ahead in comedy, like based on my talent, but based on my hustle or like my like business yeah. acumen or whatever. It's just like. I just didn't put myself where I needed to be, and then like now I'm trying to do all that now. But it, it, but then <clears throat> people tell you to do shit like that, but it's still a, a way slower process than yeah. you want it to be. And that was the thing about when yeah, I was you in the city. It to fucking happen right now, but it's like it's like it was like I'm not simply discouraged because this is hard. I'm discouraged because it's I have to do this ten times to even get like a little bit of. And when you have like when you have a fucking day job. It feels literally impossible because it's like, okay, like I need this job to fucking pay for me to do this, but I can't do this because it's affecting my job because I'm not getting home till fucking four. Like it sucked when I was working nights. Like I basically had to stop doing comedy because my days off were Wednesday and Thursday and there was nothing. There was literally nothing to do comedy wise. Yeah, it was like the situation I was in, it was like I was basically living in my grandma's house in Queens for free, mm -hmm. but it's very deep in Queens. And like, in retrospect, it probably would have been more beneficial to just like, it's, it's, it's just a perfect situation that I wouldn't pass up. But then I, at some point I probably should be like, I gotta move closer, it, like closer to, to go all in yeah. because it just didn't make any sense at some point, even though even though it's cheaper to live here and it's a, it's a, um, it's a resource and like a benefit, it's also kind of preventing me from doing so. Like, like I was past that um, <clears throat> comic strip live, right? Yeah. And, the process of getting past the comic live for most people is they have this big like fucking cattle call. Yep. Uh, one day where like they you got to come down there, you fucking you sit in a room, they talk to you about the audition process, whatever. You get a number, and then they the number corresponds to when you're gonna come back in the future. So it's like they have like different audition dates. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? So it's like they might be like ten audition dates in the future. Like yeah. And the the the, 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 Hell yeah. the most recent one must might be like. Next month, and then the, the far end of it might be like almost a year from now. You know, yeah. you don't know. So you, you then you do that. You do audition there, and you get. It's like you and probably like twelve other comics. Um, you're doing like I think three to five minutes yeah. in front of. I don't even know if there were any people. They might have. It must have been. It, it might have been like a small audience. Yeah. And then the fucking booker, but it's like I think it was mostly comics in the room, and it's like so we're not. Cracking up at other comics material. Yeah, because they're not funny. Not you, even. Yeah, and, and not even purely on some hating shit. Because like you're in your own head. Like oh, yeah, I'm of my jokes. Yeah, but I got to get my set in order. Right. So then, or if you went up already, like did I do well enough? You know what I mean? So it's like I'm not really paying attention to what you're doing. Yeah. Um, I passed, but then it was like the process of doing spots until um uh, like you start off getting check spots. Mm -hmm. The process of doing check spots at Comic Strip Live is. Let's say you want to do check spots on a Wednesday. You yeah. have to go on Tuesday at 11 p.m. 
to sign up to be get the check spot for the next day. But every other comic who does check spots is going there. And it's like a first come first. There's a list. Oh. So then it's like you have to get there on time. And if you don't live in the city, right? It's like, you're so, losing so, out. So yeah. I'm, I have to go up to where is Comedy Live? Like like Seventy Third Street or some shit. I think so, yeah. And it's like. So I have to go to 73rd Street for no reason. I don't, I'm not like my work. I used to work in Chelsea, which is, I was on 28th Street. You yep. know what I mean? So it's like, and I was probably doing mics or whatever, lower in lower Manhattan. I have to go all the way up to 70. So it's like, you know, that's not the furthest trip. But it's like, I have to go to 73rd Street for it's no far reason. Enough. It's far enough to just be inconvenient. Especially at that, yeah, because like sometimes you're like, okay, the last mic I did was at eight. I'm just huh. killing time until then. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got to hang around till fucking 11 just to go sign up for, for this. Pr- maybe, for the chance to maybe perform for the possibility on an that awful I could even get signed spot up. tomorrow because like the yeah. check spot is the worst spot you could yeah, do. Yeah, because nobody's paying attention. Yeah, the waiters are like, oh, anything else can I get you? Are you checking out? Uh, so, are you splitting the bill how many ways? And I was just like, this is not, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's like, I just, so I stopped even going to sign up and shit. And then I remember it was 20... 2018, when Spider-Man came out for the PlayStation 4. Yep. I remember I was just miserable doing mics and shit. I wasn't getting any traction. I was like, I was getting some shows here and there, but it was like, it just felt like I wasn't getting, I feel like I was maybe getting better as a comic, but it's also like, it, it's not showing. The shows I'm getting the chance to do aren't great. But they're not the ones you want to do. And then, um, and then, uh, but also not very many. So it's like, so, so the, I remember that game came out and I was like, I'm, this game is amazing. And I might never do comedy again. Like I was just, I just like, I was like swinging around New York City as Spider Man is the most fun I've had yeah. in a long time. And like, you're like, there's, no, there's not even comedy clubs in this game, so who cares? Right? Yeah. It's like, yeah. There's, there's, there's fucking, there's no fucking gatekeepers. There's no danger fields yeah. over here. I'm not going. So I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm Spider Man now. Yeah. And that's who I am. And I was like, I just stopped doing. Like I, I do, I do like, um, if I was doing like seven or eight mics a week, maybe more, I probably went down to like one or two mics Oof. a week or something. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it's just not. It just wasn't fun. And I ended How many up, are you doing now? I'm only doing like three or maybe three a week now, but I've completely changed my process of how I do comedy. Um, so like, they always say like, get up as much as you can. Like every, the, yeah. the main piece of advice, every like sort of established comic gives new Just comics. Get up, is, get up, get up. Which is great advice, but it's also incomplete advice. Yeah. Which I would always say to people like, you gotta get up, but you also have to make it worth your while. Like, yeah, I think get up I, and do something. Like, yeah, you gotta you gotta challenge yourself, like, especially because like when you're starting out, you're only getting a limited, you're getting limited yeah. opportunities and limited time within those opportunities. You're doing five minutes, seven minutes, yeah. maybe like when you start to get a little bit better, they're giving you ten minutes, it's like you yeah. get ten minutes, and it's like. 10 minutes is all the material you have at probably, but when, by the yeah. time you first get a chance to do 10 minutes, that's all you have, right? Yeah, and that's if you stretch it into a little crowd, we're right. probably, yeah. So it's like, you gotta just, you gotta really push yourself every time you get on. This is what I try to do, is like try to like, I'm trying something new every time, whether it's a new bit, whether it's a new voice, whether it's a new like act out, whether it's a new mindset, uh, like how I'm approaching it. I'm, yeah. Every time like I'm going on stage with a mission or whatever, but also, I've completely changed my writing process and how I like think about doing shit like that. So like that way I can maximize every time I'm getting on stage. So even if I'm only doing three mics or um and then like a bunch of like guest spots, or whatever, yeah. like I'm getting the most out of it. But part of that is when you hit a certain level, you stop, you kind of lose like I think young comics, young sort of uh budding creatives in any field don't mm. recognize how good you have it in the sense that like nobody cares what you do right like yeah. you're you want to be somebody but you're nobody 
And because of that, there's no stand. Like obviously, people go to a comedy show and they see it, they want to have a good time, but they, yeah. they're not holding you to the standard of yeah. like a Bill Burr or yeah. like a you know. Also, those are the same people. I like those. Uh, those are my favorite people because they also say like, "Oh, I can't say this. I don't want to get canceled. Nobody knows you. Like, you can't get canceled. You, you, you have can't nothing get canceled. To cancel, and probably. also, this is not even as radical an idea as you think. Like it's like yeah, this is like, it's not. Um, it's just edgy for your small town, but it's like, it's so boring too. It's yeah. like like it's it wouldn't you wouldn't get canceled because no one would even finish like hear the end of the sentence. Yeah, they'd be like, ah, oh, like, this guy's oh, stupid. We're, we're still doing I heard that. this. I heard Shane right, Gillis yeah. say this. Like, um, so then it was uh, what was I saying? Um, oh yeah. So, but when you start out, you you have like you got freedom to do whatever you want and yeah. try shit and fail as much as you can. Yep. And like, it, there's no like nobody cares. You know what I mean? Like, because if you end up being great. Nobody's gonna ever remember that you sucked. And yeah. I mean, like, there's very few people who are like, oh, like, oh, I saw Bill Burr back in 1985. He was, you know, and if they remember that, they just are haters. Like, they just are focused on the bad things. Or even if they do remember it, like, that might even be better for you because it's a test of like, yo, you used to be terrible, and yeah. now you're fucking like a lot of comics would like um, would say that where like, uh, or you see that a lot of times where like um, somebody ends up being successful or like. like he was not good. Or like yeah. she was like, she was whatever. You Pretty know what I mean? average. Right. But it's Kinda like, mid. you gotta, it's like, it's effort. I think sometimes, especially when you, from the outside looking in, you see somebody like, oh, they got this, they got lucky or they like, yeah. even um, people who I do not like their comedy at all, I recognize just in the pursuit of it and just knowing. They're just hustling it. it. Like, yeah, it's a hustle, not only on a, in a business sense, but like you gotta, if they're connected with audiences, they're connected with audiences. Like I can't, yeah. I can't fucking. Somebody's why, like, looking for it. A, a comedy is so like my thing is with it, like people's comedy. I don't like. It's subjective. It's not. It's just not for me. Right. It's not for me. It's for someone because everyone is gonna yeah, laugh clearly, at something. Yeah. Like, like if, especially if it's somebody who's like established. It's like clearly they have an audience. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if, if they're if they got a special or they're doing tour dates or whatever. Like there's enough of an audience that people are coming to see them and they're enjoying it enough. So it's like yeah. Oh, what, wow. What the fuck is that guy's name? Um, what does he look like? Was he is he tall? He's a tallish white guy. He's not Shane Gillis. He's the other white guy. The other white guy who's not Shane Gillis. Pete Holmes? No. What the fuck is his name? What is he's is he in that vein of Shane he's, like he's like one of Joe Rogan's boys. He goes on like um, Kill Tony. Not Tim Dillon. That guy, him, Tim Dillon. I don't like him at all. You don't like Tim Dillon? I don't like Tim Dillon. Oh. Doesn't do it for me, doesn't get it for me. It's just, I, I've watched, like, I saw his Netflix special and I was just like, it's not for me. I'll say this. This is not made for people like me. Like, this wasn't, he didn't think, man, he's on like this. <laughs> like, I wasn't his thought process. I'll say this about Tim Dillon. I think in, like, 2018, 2019, late, late teens, yeah. he was one of the funniest people on the planet. Yeah. And I haven't seen it translate. His special isn't a good representation of that. And I also think how he is now yeah. isn't a good representation of how funny. And you might not have found him funny then either. I don't know. If I don't think I heard of him at that point. No, it's like, just like, I'm, I've only found re, like maybe within the past couple of years, like maybe three or four years. And I'm just like, yeah, that's not. No, like yeah, you, yeah. You, you might have not even like, even if you were aware of it. Yeah. Or if you heard it now, you probably wouldn't even, you might still not like it. But yeah. I think, um, so Tim Dillon's one of those guys where it's like, there's a there's been a huge in the last say seven eight years especially you know definitely you know post Trump you know what I mean um, there's a there's been a huge um, 
Did my mic just like, get loud? I think I started talking. I was talking here, and now yeah, I'm talking directly. The mic all around. Yeah, uh, it's all good. It's all good, man. <laughs> this is a two hundred fifty dollars mic. They pick up everywhere. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, so, like this. The conservative audience blew up in a way that it didn't exist before, where yeah. it's like you can appeal to like the alt right or just like. Not I even think, necessarily like the alt right, but like just like I think the thing who, was like Republicans finally realized like oh, oh, we do know how to laugh. They just laugh at you know maybe not the best shit. I guess. Well, yeah, cause it's it's like it's not even just purely that it's easy. It's just like it's not it, like being at the being edgy, right? We're not even edgy in the sense of like there's a ton of like edge lord comics who are like yeah. you're just saying like shock value shit, but also like being like okay, I'm anti-establishment, even if the establishment is good. Yeah, I mean, so I it's like don't fucking want it. You can appeal to that. Yeah, and like there's so many comics. I think Tim Dillon is somebody who fell victim. I don't say fell victim. He's I mean he's more successful than he ever was yeah. prior to this. But it's like um, there's a lot of comics who are like okay, there's a, a market here. I could just like they love this shit, and it's like and I think th I think they do believe like. All this, like, um, like comics should be able to say whatever they want and all that. Like, I think the comics who are doing that do believe that shit. But it's like, I think they started pushing more of that shit in their comedy because, like, oh, these people love that shit. Yeah. Like, like now this podcast that I was doing that no one listened to in 2017 is now the, one of the biggest. Like, like Tim Dillon for a long time. I don't know if he still does. Has one of the biggest Patreons. Um. Oh really? Like huge. You know what I mean, you wouldn't know it. You know what I mean? No, most, no most people you know do not know who Tim Dillon is. No, right? most people I know do know who Tim Dillon is and they fucking love him. Oh, it's really? Yeah, and I'm like, I don't fucking, I feel like left out because I'm like, I don't like this. But it's like the same thing with like, um, Come Town, right? Um, I don't, you ever, yeah, I heard of that. I was, you, it's like 20, between 2016 and like 2019, Come Town was one of the funniest things on the planet. But it also, yeah. Come Town's whole thing was kind of an edgy yeah. thing and it's like, a lot of it, one is like, okay, it doesn't age well, which I don't, I don't care if anything ages as well, but it's um, it's one of those things where, like it's riding that line of like this might be racist. Yeah, you might be actually homophobic. You might actually be transphobic. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, there's a like I want to believe it's not. I mean, it, it gets to a certain point. It's like I I can't enjoy this. Anymore. And I'm like, God, you know this, what I mean? uh, where's the funny part of that? That's just hurtful. Right. But like, like you just you just call them like gay. Like, right. Why, that's where's exactly. the joke? And um, that that's where we're at though. Like uh. It's, like they started like, it just became so much easier to like, like half-ass it. Yeah, I like, just feel like 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 the mainstream comedy like that is almost regressed to like a like an elementary school level. Very like where you're, like if you're just like <laughs> poop, everyone's like, oh shit, this guy's fucking profound. No, it is that because there it was like, I remember there's this um this writer he wrote this this long um film essay on James Bond right mm -hmm. and it was. It's kind of a weird shift, but it's going to tie tie in. What is wrong? Piece on long piece on James Bond, and he talks about how it's like eras of James, like different James, like different actors playing James Bond, uh -huh. and every time there's a new James Bond, it's sort of an overreaction to the previous James Bond. So if like this one, if like 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 Pierce Brosnan, right, right, that James Bond got really silly towards like yeah, the, as that series went on, was like oh he's got jetpacks and he's got fucking yeah. like all the gadgets are ridiculous, whatever. Yep. So then when they when they recast it, when they when they bring Daniel Craig in, it's like it's a very a lot straightforward. More yeah, it's, it's a like, lot stripped down. Yeah, right? it, guns, explosions. That's it. And I think that happens in every form of culture in some yeah. uh, some form where it's like if this is the dominant form of culture, um, in order in order to stand out, you have to shift the complete other way. And I think yeah. like anti humor became super huge like post 
Tim, uh, Tim and Eric and um, I think that's what it was. I uh, all the people who I know who like like Tim Dillon and all that stuff love like Tim and Eric show. I hated that show <laughs> when it used to come on Adult Swim, bro. I knew it was like, all right, I guess I'm going to sleep now. Like it was. <laughs> I never really liked Tim and Eric show. There's a couple bits that I thought were funny. But I like the ones with John C. Riley. All those were fucking hilarious. But Tim Heidecker, they, they had another show called Tim and Eric's Bedtime Stories, uh-huh. which is one of the funniest things in the planet. I don't know if you would like it because you don't like Tim and Eric, okay. but I also didn't, again, I'll check I, didn't, it out. I didn't love, so funny, I'll but check it out. I also think Tim Heidecker is one of the funniest people on the planet. Like he's frequent guest on um, this podcast, uh, Comedy Bang Bang, that I love. Uh-huh. Not so much frequent anymore, but he, he or some of the best episodes or whatever. Any. Anyway, he's really funny. And anyway, anti-humor became a big thing. And it's like, then anti-humor devolved into like, not just anti-humor. Initially starts out, I was like, okay, this is straight up not funny. Yeah. And that's why it's funny. Like, because we get, we're in on the joke. Yeah, it's so unfunny that it's kind of actually hilarious. And then it started to evolve a little bit more to like, okay, this is like the lowest brow type of funny. Yep. But we know, we're all, we're all in on the joke that this is not that funny. But it's not like unfunny. It's just like not very funny. But we're going to, we're, we're kind of, it's a meta thing where it's like, oh, it's funny because he could be funnier than that, but he's not. He's choosing not to be. And it's like, yeah. but it, it just kind of like, at some point, it it loses like, do you, at some point, it, I need you to like have jokes. You know what I mean? I need you to have strong, like, it's like, yeah. that's fun a little bit. Everybody does that, but it's like, yep. it's kind of, it's just cheap. It's so cheap. And I'd, um, I'm not saying anyone's above cheap humor and like we all make cheap yeah. jokes everyone's laughed out of a fart at Dude, some point everyone, whatever every comic has been on stage and they've been losing the crowd and you go for the cheapest thing that you know is going to make them laugh so you can keep them going again everyone's done it but i think when you make a career, make a career out, out of it, it it's just like i i want to think a little bit right i want to be like Oh, okay like absolutely that's that's i you've heard me say this before but I, the, the all my favorite comics, the thing I look for in a comedian is perspective. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like make me look at something a new way. You who know what I mean? Who are some of your favorite comics? I mean, number one favorite comic of all time is Patrice O'Neill, which yep. is kind of hacked. That's real funny. We were talking about Patrice earlier because we were talking about The Office and how he left The Office because he didn't like uh, reading lines from people who are not as funny as him. Yeah. And we we're talking about how like they're like the guy who created the uh, Greg Daniels is uh, reviving the office, but not like a reboot or bringing the cast back. He's doing like another show in the similar vein mm-hmm. in the same universe. Right, right. And we were talking about how like they should have done a spinoff of the office a while ago and it should have been about the warehouse and it should have been, been great. It should have been Patrice and Craig Robinson like heading the show. That would have been incredible. And he, I bet you he would have never left. If they would have been like, hey, we're going to do a warehouse show and you guys are in charge, he would have stayed on the office. I think he would have left. I think it, I, I, this is why I think. I think he would have just stayed on the office long enough to get that spinoff and then just do the warehouse. I think he would have left. And here's why. Because Patrice left the office because Patrice. I was just talking to uh, another uh, comedian friend of mine about this. Like, we a lot of comics revere Patrice, right? Yeah. Whereas, like, he kind of, like, He's like a no bullshit kind of guy, yep. and he was like, um, he's not playing the game, and he's like, he's like, uh, I, Just I know what's funny. funny, whatever. But it's also like that's why Patrice isn't never became yeah. a guy who everyone knows because yep. as, and he was like, um, to be, be to have the success of Patrice, you also have to have the like, you know how many Patrice comedy clubs Patrice was banned from, yeah. or like how many times he was kicked out of a club, yeah, or like yeah, how many yeah. times like how many like waitresses or audience members like hate Patrice O'Neill, and it's yeah. like. 
not to say that you um somebody hating you is a people gonna hate you regardless. Yeah. But it's like he he fostered that because Patrice he made them hate. Patrice him. could be a I think even Patrice with himself towards the end would have said like, oh, I could be a miserable person to be around. I'm not a fun guy yeah. to be around all the time. Not only am I not a fun guy, I'm not sometimes I'm not nice, sometimes I'm not wise about how I'm doing making decisions. Yeah. Like like you don't you you're gonna have to be on a you're on a TV show. Of course, every line that the the as a comedian, you're not gonna like every line that you're yeah. gonna get. And like as you get more um, stature, you get you know just, yeah, like you, you get, said, you get an opportunity to, to rewrite. But it's like he he refused to play the game. Yeah, it's like, and where Craig did Craig played the game. Craig's yeah. like all right, and then he became pretty much a staple in the show. Yeah, they and, moved and, him upstairs. Yeah, I mean he was like fucking he was the boss at one yeah. point. And but that's. That's the trade-off you got to make, right? Like, yeah. are you, are you willing to? Because like, how hard is it to just be a guy on a show? You know what I mean, like, it's like it's not yeah. the Patrice O'Neill show. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's it's The Office, right? Yeah, and um, you were you had a role. Even even like, I'm not saying these are the best episodes, but even Steve Carell didn't stay. Like, even, the, the show went on even without Steve Carell. Yeah. you know what I mean. Yep. Like, for better or for worse, but yep. it's like that's because that's what the show is. Like, the show is yeah. about this. You know what I mean, any, anybody can be written off, written off a show. It doesn't mean yep. the show is gonna still be great, but I think um, a lot of people like admire Patrice, and I do in a lot of ways. But also, like I think Patrice also didn't go about a lot of things the right way because he wanted to have it his way, and that's fine. But I think also Patrice could have been better. I, I don't think he, I think in some ways he's like, oh, I'm proud of like I, mean, I stand on that. But also, I think yeah. a, a lot of ways he was like, I should I, I should have done that differently. Like yeah, he, he said it himself. Like, like he's like I. I, I could have I should have stayed on the office. Like I mean, I could I could or I, I could have uh, worked with them. I didn't. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. part of it was like one, he didn't like um, he, he didn't like rule. He didn't like authority. He didn't like any yeah. of that shit. And he also didn't like but that he was like, it was like he's like I'm, he thought he was funnier than Craig Robinson, which he is. Yeah, but it's like what I it's not what about, I it's hear not about from that. like the people who were on the office was that the like the community was so like open to the actors like having input on their lines and stuff. He, I feel like if he would have just spoke up. And be like, yeah, I think we should do this. Here's the thing. He did. Speak, that's the thing. Yeah. Patrice would speak up, but Patrice doesn't Just speak not, up in a way that's like, not, hey, not a, uh, not a, not yeah. a polite. Patrice is a guy who like he would walk in a room like like let's say um we had a dude doing a table read and then yeah. somebody has a, a line. He, Patrice is a guy who'd be like, oh my god, or he like he would turn to somebody like this is bullshit. Like Patrice is not like yeah, he didn't yeah, have yeah. tact. You know what I mean? He Patrice would like would like would directly call somebody. You wrote this horse shit and it's funny. Everybody, people might laugh, but like the writer who heard that or the the showrunner might be like. Do we have to put up with this? Like he's yeah, not they, essential to this. We could just get another warehouse. Yeah, guy. and they did. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, they got the twins. It's it's that simple, and it's like it's not so much that like um, he didn't speak up or it's he, he didn't go about things the right way. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, if he would have spoke up the right way, they probably would have been like, "Oh, you're right. Do you want to just have input on the warehouse lines?" And he'd be like, "Yeah, right, exactly." And then everybody watching the show would be like, "Wow, why is the warehouse so much funnier?" Yeah, you pull you they, pull Mike Schur aside and Greg Daniels. They say, should get their own show. Wow, yeah. they're so funny. You pull them aside and say, I, I feel like we could do more. And they, I mean, and, and, they, and they might say, "Fuck you." Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. we like it how it is. But at like, least I don't think guys in the warehouse would actually say this because ultimately, like, at the end of the day, obviously, he didn't get into comedy to be an actor. But it's also like you recognize that this is good for your career in the sense of like yeah. it's going to put you at another level. Also, it, it allows you to have a little money to like. To is like, that something you want? I would much rather be a writer um, than uh, an actor. I, I wouldn't necessarily turn down. I, I wouldn't do like some bullshit to come out. I don't 
like yeah. like I would love to like have been on Atlanta as like, an actor. What if they were whatever. like, hey, we want to do the Sean Murray show? Sean Murray show as a sitcom. Yeah. If I had a strong idea, and I was like a um, um, executive producer, like yeah, you would just let them be like, all right, we're gonna do whatever. No, Sean, like, just call the Sean Murray show. Um, obviously, people always say, oh, I don't want to be famous. I want to be rich. It's like you do want to be famous a little bit. You know what I mean? Because the fame, dude. I think people people want the level of fame, right? I think the perfect level of fame is I can go outside and no one's gonna mob me. But if I walk into a coffee shop, they're gonna be like, "Oh my God, you're that's on us." You know, like that is to me, perfect fame. You know who's the perfect level of fame? I don't know if you know this comic. Is this comic called Joe Mandy? He was a writer on Parks and Rec. He's okay. a writer on The Good Place. He wrote, wrote on like a lot of the, the Mike Schur. Oh, I like the, love The Good uh, Place. He wrote wrote on like a lot of the, like Mike Schur, NBC sitcoms, and a, a few other shows, whatever. Um, very well respected comic. Um, he he had an amazing Twitter account back in the day. Um, uh, Thanks for calling it Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I would never call it X. Um, but Joe Mandy has had multiple specials. He is respected in a lot of comedy scenes, especially in like, out in LA. Like um, he'll never, he'll okay. yes, he'll okay. always have a um, a he'll always probably always have a writing job somewhere because he's a talented writer, and he's able to tour and doing stand up and and the having the writing job is able to like. Support him. Support him in the sense that like he doesn't have to go on tour all the time. Just he doesn't have to go to fucking um, Tacoma just to do shows because like it's yeah. to pay the rent. It, I think that's perfect. I mean, if I could be a writer and do stand up, stand up is my primary. Not my. Pri- I, I love writing just as much as I love stand up. You know what I mean? So if I could do both of them, that would be great. But like nobody, you wouldn't like. He doesn't look like anybody any like particularly famous. Mm-hmm. There's nothing about him that like stands out. No one knows who he is yeah, except for, except, except for the people who know who he is. Yeah. And he's he, you know he's fairly famous in certain stand-up circles, and but he's able to um like he has a career like yeah, he's, he's just very well known, and um so yeah I think that's like the perfect level of like he writes and he does like, I remember um I was doing a couple of shows in I can't remember his conference name he was a writer on I think he's writing on W there was that show um Kamal Bell used to have a show on um was it Comedy Central or FX or whatever anyway. He was a writer on that show, uh-huh. and he was a comic. I, was like, I never saw him before in my life. Never heard of him. He was very funny stand up. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't do stand up m- much. He was mostly a writer. I'm like, that's perfect, dude. Like, you get to write and you fucking do this shit. Amazing. You do shit and you're fucking good at it for no reason. Yeah, it's 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 sickening. It's amazing, but um. Yeah, amazing. That's what I meant to say. Other, <laughs> other than that, uh, John Mulaney is I, I love. Like, is my. Probably my favorite active. Chris had me fucked up. He came over here. He goes, you seen Joe Mulaney's new special? He's like the special. I'm like, Joe Mulaney. I'm like, who the fuck is Joe Mulaney? He goes, you know, the white guy. And I'm like, first of all, that doesn't narrow it down. Especially yeah, comedy. it does it. That's why it was so hard when I was trying to describe Tim Dillon and you were like, describe him. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. White guy. Uh, he's got brown hair. <laughs> <laughs> kind of chubby. Like, but um, yeah, but yeah I, we we're talking about him because I um I. I don't watch a lot of stand-up, like because most of the guys that I liked are dead or don't have new specials out right now. Um, but I watched Big Mouth, and I thought um, his character was so fucking funny. I'm like, who is this guy? And I looked him up, and I started watching his stand-up. I saw his podcast with Theo Vaughn, and I thought it was hilarious. And that was it, a great episode, dude. So good. It's I'm not even a so big funny. I don't even listen to Theo. I, like, I don't. I don't check in with Theo Vaughn, but I saw Millennial was on there. Like, I, yeah, yeah, and it was great. I treat the Theo Vaughn podcast like I treat the Joe Rogan podcast, and if it's a cool if it's guest a great that guest, I like, I'll listen to. I do it. the same thing. Like when he had um, 
Joe Rogan had Tony Hawk on it. I was like, yeah, I'm listening to this. Yeah, it's fucking listen amazing. Uh, Theo Vaughn had, um, uh, he had Ric Flair and then he had Hulk Hogan. And I was like, yeah, I'm listening <laughs> yeah. to this. Are you kidding me? Of course, I'm going to listen to Ric Flair talk about how he spent um, 1967 to 1977 completely blackout drunk. Right. <laughs> like, I'd love to hear those stories. The, um, no, I love Mulaney because he's like, um, just even in that setting, right? It's like, he, I he, thought he was British for the longest time. <laughs> he adapts so well to whatever the situation calls for, where it's yeah. like, he can, he can make jokes. He can make Theo Vaughn laugh the same way he can make Don Rickles, uh, not Don Rickles is dead, but like, he, can, yeah. he would be able to make Don Rickles laugh. He would be yep. able to make Mel laugh. He Brooks can appeal laugh, to anybody. And he can make, you know, fucking, I think, um, hearing him and Theo talk about their cocaine addictions, it's like I, was, amazing. I was telling Chris, it was so funny because it's two drastically different stories that are exactly the same. Yeah. It's like, it's crazy. His career is so fascinating because John Mulaney used to be at the level, another guy at the level of fame where, um, it's like perfect career. And now yep. he's just like, cause he's, he's direct so SNL famous. and shit. Yeah. He, he wrote for SNL and, um, and he, now was, he was like, a wonder kid writer. He's a superstar. And I always thought that he was going to be tapped to be the Seth Meyers replacement on Weekend Update, but he ended up leaving doing his show Mulaney, which bombed. You know, I don't think he would have been good on Weekend Update. I think he would have been great on Weekend Update. I don't he know. Was, he was, he was, I feel like he was groomed for that position. Like he was, um, uh, I don't think it would have been the best use of it. Like, I think he's better off for not having done it. Yeah. But I think he would have been a great weekend update uh, anchor. But um Yeah, because I love I love uh Joe and Che. Um I like Che. I, I, I like Michael Che. Like, I like, I'm not a big Joe. I like guy. when Jost has to read the uh racist jokes that, was that a great, Che run. Yeah, like that is that's great. When they had the fake black activist there, that shit was hilarious. Yes. That was the most absurd because I don't think Colin knew that she wasn't real. Yeah. Colin Jost is one of those guys where it's like I just have to believe he's very funny yeah. in the sense that like, I don't see it, but he's the head writer of SNL and he's been the head writer yeah. along with Che for a very long time at this point, at least damn near 10 years, I guess. Yeah. And he was not only was he, the, he made head writer in, in the aftermath of Seth Meyers, who was a, a very well-respected writer yeah. and um, uh, cast member on the show. So I'm like, and you know, I, I, I have a weird thing with Lauren Michaels was like, does this guy really know what the fuck is going on? But he clearly he has a great track record. I mean, yeah, so many amazing people came out of that. Fuck up, that um, really. I even like Tina Fey on uh, Weekend Update. That was my, she was great. I think that was one of my favorites. He was amazing. Um, but but it's like um, I think he might he must be a great writer. You know what I mean? Gotta so be. but I don't. I don't maybe know. it's maybe it's a Scarlett Johansson. Maybe she's but, keeping him there. At, but yeah, but how did he get there to begin with? Because he wasn't. They started dating from SNL. Oh, all right, cool, 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 cool. Said that it was oh, out of storage space. Out of storage space. I got to delete some videos. Oh. Um, but yeah, uh, fucking uh, Jost is like whatever. But um, anyway, Mulaney had like a Mulaney is like a very respected writer. Like yeah. so many people, like so many shows, like he'll do. Uh, like come in and just write for a little bit, like you know, like um. Like a guest writer, yeah. or um, like, like you ever watch a documentary now? No. It's it's a great show. It's um, it's on Netflix. Um, it, it's an IFC show, but it, there's like seasons on. I love it's IFC. Of, um, it's basically a show where they basically just do parodies of documentaries. Okay. Um, uh, but the show is presented as like it's ho like it's hosted by Helen Mirren, 
And it seems like they're presenting documentaries that like, this is a real It's thing. actually hosted by Helen yeah. Mirren. That's fine. Uh, and it's like, it's John Mulaney, uh, Bill Hader, oh, fucking uh, Fred Armisen. Another funny um, ass dude. It's like five of them. And, but like, uh, Mulaney writes, he's on, he's in a, a bunch of episodes. He also writes on a lot of them. Uh-huh. Uh, Armisen writes, like, it's, like, it's, it's a great, it's a very funny show. But I, I originally just got into Portlandia. Portlandia is incredible. Oh my Portlandia god, it's incredible. so fucking funny. I used to love Portlandia. That shit is so because I just I just started originally like fucking around on HBO Max and like seeing what's on there. Um, Sam J has a new special on there. It's phenomenal. Very good. I liked it. I liked it. I like Sam J a lot. I, I liked it more. Like I usually don't like the second special as much, mm-hmm. and I thought this one was just like it was as good, if not maybe a little bit better than the Netflix one. And I was like, okay, this is this is the Sam J that I feel like I know right. from that first special, just a little more. That was really good. Um, who else has a new special on Netflix? Uh, I think Pete Davidson just put out a new one that I have no interest in watching. I'm not a Pete Davidson guy. Um, uh, let's see. Gabriel Iglesias had a pretty good one that he did. The one he did at I Dodger Stadium. Hate that guy. Do you? I've never liked. I've never found him funny. I never. I, I, he sickens me. He, he sickens <laughs> you. He, yeah. Man. It's, it's not even like him specifically. It's his whole style of comedy. I just never liked. But it's like incredibly successful guy. St- like it's. Crazy. I mean, first was the first comic to uh, sell out Dodger Stadium. Yeah. Which was which was awesome. That was like like as a because like I um. I really like, I love Hispanic comics. Mm-hmm. Like as a, as a Hispanic comic, like I like watching other Hispanic comics do some shit and like to see him do that. And like, he gave like a whole speech at the end. Like it made me all teary eyed and stuff. And I'm like, yo, we, one of us made it. One of us fucking did it. <laughs> no, it, it's like another guy where it's like, I have to respect it. Yeah. Like, even if I don't necessarily like to stop, like, I mean, like I don't, I don't like I don't I'm not hating on him in that sense where it's like it's just not for you. Yeah, it's just not, yeah. It's not my, yeah, that's one hundred percent fair. Like, like, like you know a guy who a lot of comics love and I just he just does not do it for me is Nate Bargatze. I just recently found Nate Bargatze. Like, uh, I saw him on SNL and I thought he was really funny on SNL. That's funny episode. Um, I haven't watched any of his specials yet, but they've come recommended by a few people. No, people love him. Like yeah. every like, you know like. Um, Chris loves him. Yep. Uh, you know Frankie Hill? Mm, by by name. I yeah, think we're you, Facebook friends. Yeah, you you guys didn't overlap that much. Um, but uh Frankie's Frankie was never like a great stand up because he didn't do it that much. Yeah. Like um he kind of did like a um like a he would do like a one liner kind of like dark shit. Not like in the vein of Jeselnik, but not like aping Jeselnik, but like just yeah. that sort of like stuff. Yeah, just that. That's uh, um. But he, he's one of the funniest people on the fucking. Like he used to yeah. do this shit on Facebook, where he would go into like. So he lived in like Watertown or whatever, or uh-huh. Waterbury. He would go into like the Watertown, like one of those like community message boards on Facebook, and he would be like, "Oh, oh, there's a cougar loose," and like you like uh, in like, he, he, like he would just terrorize these Facebook groups or whatever. And he would like, oh, like um. Like, uh, like, uh, does anybody have a good shock collar you can recommend for my five-year-old son? Like, he's, like, yeah. growing his own, like, just shit like that, just to get people, like, he's, yeah. it's, he's incredible That's at it. So like, he's, funny. like, one of the best, like, posters ever. Like, but, um, he loves neighbor. like, I just never, um, a lot of people I, I like, uh, I, I know in respect, like, I'm, like, something about Bergassi's style is so, like, um, he has this thing where he, you know how in comedy where you'll, Say like, nah, 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 nah. Uh, and like the uh is sort of the punchline yeah. of the joke, but it's like, it, that's his whole thing. And yeah. It's like, 
also like he's he's more of a storyteller than a, than a pure joke writer and it's like i just don't find him that interesting but yeah again, another very I'm successful personally guy. personally i'm not a big fan of like uh of long-winded storytelling comedy mm -hmm. i i like i like jabby comedy like mitch hedberg is probably one of my favorites of all time like incredible i like those kind of jokes yeah. i like jokes that are short sweet right to the point i love felipe esparza I never watched him. Oh, I got to meet him at Stress Factory. I remember watching him I know, like I know on uh, on Last Comic Standing, and he won it. And I remember wa like watching that whole season, and he won. And I'm like, oh, this guy's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Then he dropped his special. Then he did a Netflix special, and he actually dropped it in English and in Spanish. That's and fire. it was hilarious both ways. Actually, I think I, I, I might have seen him on. Uh, and he's on. Uh, did you watch a uh, Superstore? Yeah, yeah. He was on. Like I want to say, like he became a like an extra or like a background guy in season three. He like just became one of the like stock guys. Yeah, yeah. And I remember when I was like watching that show and he popped up. I'm like, oh my God, this is the greatest like, thing ever, dude. That rules. Um, but like, yeah, he's like, he has stories, but it's mostly like real jabby or they're short straight to the point thing. Like, that's what I like. That's how I write. And yeah, I don't even have like, a, um, I like all sorts of comics, but it's just like, I really like jokes i'm a huge jokes like even if you're a, even a, i like storytelling comics but it's like i think a lot of times um and there's nothing necessarily wrong with this right because like again the at the end of the day it's about entertaining the audience or the audience is entertained yeah who, i don't care are. but my thing is like i think a lot of like storytelling comics rely on the st the story's doing all the they have you left it was like you didn't really yep. say anything Funny, you told me about something funny that happened. Yeah, but, but you it, didn't add anything funny. Yeah, to and it's it. like obviously there's there's a level of like presentation that's important that like you presented it in a you know in the right way. Yeah, like you told that story very well. But, but um, like it wasn't. F I'm such a jokes guy. Yeah, like, I love jokes. I love jokes. Like I love a well constructed bit, and like whether it's a misdirect, whether it's like I saw it coming the whole way, but it's you just. The, the way I like you a got good there. misdirect. I love a misdirect. I love a misdirect, and I love a, a, a an out of nowhere callback. Yeah, like an out of nowhere callback. Always get like they're so good. And um, I think, especially in recent years, there is a a, a, a big. A lot of people become very successful that aren't doing a lot of um. They're doing they do they do less uh. Storytelling is becoming a bigger um, part of like the stand-up world, yeah. right? Where it's like, um, like Tom Segura is a guy he's respected by a lot of comics, but he's also like he's not a straight-up joke guy. Like, he's not a Dude, joke guy I, like that. I'm so tired and hate that my like algorithm gives me nothing but two bears, one cave. <laughs> I I think that is the most unfunny thing I've ever heard. It's just two old white guys complaining about their white lives. And Burt Kreischer going. Well, Burt Kreischer is another guy where it's too. like, I got to respect where he is able to put himself. As yeah, a I'm so happy. Like, cool. I'm glad they made it. But, but it's also fuck, like, fuck, I hate having I, to watch that it's shit. It's like, he's one of those guys that's like, is this purely like an energy thing? It's like, I'm, I've never seen him live. I'm sure he's a great performer. I don't like yellers. I don't know about you. I'm not a yeller guy. I'm not a, I'm not a big yeller guy. I don't either. like listening to comp. Like I used to like Kevin Hart a lot. But I feel I, like, like, uh, well, seriously funny. I thought that was such a great special. Everything after that, I feel like he's just yelling at me. I've never. Kevin Hart's another guy. Was like, I never found him to be a good. Do you think he's a plant? 
<laughs> I actually have a perspective. Is he a fucking plant? Dude? I have a perspective on that, which you is like, fucking plant? I think yeah, the idea that he's a plant is ridiculous in a sense, but it's also like, it just, what plant means is a little tricky, right? So it's yeah. like, I don't think he's a plant, but I do think he had a huge industry push that allowed him to be in certain rooms. But it's also like Kevin Hart is he's Kevin presentable. Hart, Kevin Hart is the Kevin perfect Hart. perfect example of if you put Patrice O'Neill is the perfect guy to to put up against uh, Kevin Hart in terms of like comparing careers. Yep. Specifically because they came up not Kevin Hart was you know younger than them a little bit. Yeah. Like they came up in the same like. A, they used to always be like, oh, little Kevin, like, if you watch like old tough crowds and shit, like they, they used to clown on Kevin Hart or whatever. Yep. They didn't take him, they, they thought he was funny, but they didn't take him as seriously. Like he's like, oh, this is Lil' Kev. Yeah. Yeah. At the time he was going by Lil' Kev. They didn't take him seriously, but like Kevin Hart is an incredible grinder. Kevin Hart is an incredible marketer. Yep. Kevin Hart is a, uh, an incredible- He's um, figured out how to sell himself. He figured out the formula of what he can offer, what he's worth, and he's turned that into, what is it, Heartbeat Productions? Yeah, and the thing, number like, one thing with Kevin Hart is, to your point about him um, being marketable, he is willing to play the game, right? Yeah, he'll Kevin do Hart, Kevin Hart will do 1,000 Chase commercials, where he's like, yeah. this is not funny at all. There's nothing funny about this commercial, but he's like, they're paying me a lot of money. But he's gonna do the and, voice, and, he's gonna do some pointing, yeah, and he's and, gonna and go, and I'm ah, gonna be, and, and every time I do one of these commercials, I get richer and I get more famous. Yep. Whereas like, there isn't anybody in this country who also, doesn't know who Kevin Hart is. What is it What is it with comics doing gambling commercials? What the, what, what, is, what the fuck is happening? Because gambling, gambling really blew up, especially in post-pandemic and in more comics. Um, more states have, have allowed. I do think it's uh, weird to see athletes in gambling commercials. So I feel like they shouldn't be in those. But it's like the like money's there, and it's also put, like don't put an athlete in. in like I don't want to see Odell Beckham on a FanDuel commercial because it's like, wh what are y'all cheating? But the thing is, that's the thing. It's like the the sports leagues are becoming so much more open to gambling because There's the so money's there. It's so much money there, dude. There's so much it's fucking money. Are you a gambler? I do a little bit. Um, are you like Chris? Like Chris, Chris is Hammer. a degenerate. Chris um, is a big degenerate, but sometimes he does send me parlays and I'm like, wow, this hit. No, but that's the thing. He's a good degenerate. It's sometimes. just, you, you, gambling is, is like, it should be illegal. Like it, like, <laughs> not even like illegal. Like it should be like it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be allowed to exist because honestly, I don't think it should be able to exi uh, exist on your phone. I think that's insane. I don't think it should be allowed to exist. That's nuts. I think like on your phone, if you can, there should be like I know there's a couple spots where you can go in, and you can play like you can place your bets and shit. Those are the only places you should be able to bet. The fact that I can, um, you know go on my phone, open up FanDuel and put like, you know, $50 on Real Madrid tomorrow. Like that's ridiculous. It's absurd. And it, so what I was gonna say is like, gambling is the perfect concept. It's the perfect crime. We're in a sense, yeah, it's like, a crime. because, and it's why it's, it's been able to blow up so much, especially when now it's on your phone. Cause like, it's, it's the, the- There's slots now. The promise, of money, right? Which is like yeah, money. Money is so valuable in our society. It's like all I gotta do is put ten dollars down, yep. and I could turn it into ten thousand. Yeah, dude. Or that's even a hundred. Or and then you see all the people who are fucking hitting. They're like, yeah, you know, I put five cents on this crazy parlay, and now you know, what six hundred thousand dollars? And it's like, what? The and it's fuck? it's perfect because it's one of those things where you say to yourself, it would be foolish not to do this. Even yep. though I know it's, even though I know this is a scam in the sunset, sunset, I know this is something is it can turn into an addiction. I know this is like, it's it's gambling is rigged against the player. Yep. You know the house the house always wins. Yep. But yep. you're like, 
which is fucked up because if I can play casino games on my phone in my house, am I not the fucking house? That's <laughs> bullshit. Like FanDuel lets me go. I can play blackjack yeah, and yeah, actual house, slots on here. We got to, we like, got on the house. We got to expand the definition of what the like, house is. I win. Yeah, I should I always win. I am the fucking house. It's like, it's one of those things like, like it's why um when the Powerball goes up to like a 750 million, 1 billion, you're like, I guess I'll buy a Powerball. Like, like it, obviously you're not spending a lot on a Powerball ticket, yeah. but it's like, you're like, I'm probably not going to win. I'd be dumb to not spend a dollar yeah, and win not? 6 billion. So like, yeah. it's that, and it's like, that's why it makes so much money. Cause like, is everybody just even just $1? You know what I mean? Like, you know how many, like every gambling app has like a $10 back. If you, you know, you're, yeah. it's like, it's like, dude, that's how they get you. Like, Oh, we're going to double your first deposit. And it's like, you fucking asshole. Yeah. It's like so many, so many, so many, like, uh, I, I use FanDuel and it's like, um, I love FanDuel. It's They're like, always oh, giving you like bonuses. Yeah. No, no sweat parlays. Like, yeah. oh, if you lose, you get $10. NFL super surge. And it's like, it's, it's like, okay, well, I'll come back for more. And then it's yep. like, it's, and you, you win just enough. You know, I know some people who win all the time, but it's like, you win just enough where it's like, all right, yeah, this is nice. I could do, dude, I got a notification the other day from FanDuel and it said, while it's looking a little dry. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, relax. Yeah, I got they email. do get me with UFC though. I'll bet on all the UFC stuff. Yeah, it's, um, I, I bet on basketball. I bet a little bit on football. And, um, are you good basketball better? Am I good basketball better? Yeah. I was for a good period of time. I was I had a cold streak for a while, then I stopped like really betting. I started. I used to bet, but bet, bet like maybe four or five games a week. But you know, I'm not putting a lot of money down. Yeah. But I had a pretty good like parlay method or whatever. But then it's like it's just it, gambling sucks because it, it makes you not like sports anymore, right? Yeah, like, I it, love. I feel like it takes the fun out of sports. It absolutely takes the fun. Because all of a sudden now you fucking hate LeBron James because you needed him to get twenty and he got nineteen. Yo, bro, there's so many. So Steph Curry is my favorite basketball player. Like I'm anybody who knows me, I'm a huge Steph guy, right? Where it's like there's so many games where it's like, okay, Steph went off for 36. Then the next they game, they won, but I had him for five threes and he hit four. And it's like yeah. the four threes that he made they were all amazing. They, they came they were at from the two other moments. side of the court. Yeah, it like, was they, he he turned his back while the ball's still in the air. Amazing, but it's like dude, that's I needed one more. When he does that, it's the it's the coolest thing that, that you could do. It's like, so fucking. It, the only thing cooler was when Nick Young did it and it didn't and go it, in, yeah. and he threw his hands up and like closed his eyes, and all it's, you heard was bonk. It's um that's one of uh my favorite memes, and I like whenever like I would DM a girl and it wouldn't go well, I would just send him that like the like, miss. Yeah. <laughs> Um. Uh. But yeah. Um. It's just like it's. It just makes you not like not like the sport, and it's like also like it's just so tricky. Where it's like, okay, I have a ten leg parlay. I hit nine, and it's like in the one that didn't hit, it should have hit. Like I did the research on it. Yeah, you know I mean, he, they're not coming off a back to back. He's scored. This player scored thirty. Uh, thirty. Seven nights in a row. Yep. He's not tired. They're not in LA. Like it's not. It's not a road game. So it's like yep. they didn't go out partying last night. His mom's there. Yeah. Like, every, yeah. Everything. Right. And then it's like he, his birthday's tomorrow. Like they sat. Either they sat him down. He got injured, or he just like he didn't play well tonight for some yeah. whatever random reason. And it's like it's just like damn. I had not like you know how hard like the odds of like like the odds multiply ex- exponentially with each additional leg of a parlay. Yeah. So you, I, I've I've hit like. 19 leg parlays before. That's right? It's like crazy. And that's because, you know, I did the research on it, but it's also like when you hit 18 out of 19, it's like you don't get like some of it. Yeah, unless you, unless you, you do you, like a round robin. robin. Yeah, but then that gets expensive. It gets expensive. And also, like, you got to predict which ones you think aren't. You know, and the, the payout, the, like, if you miss one leg of a round robin, the payout drops off so yep. much. It's like, and you still feel good. Like, okay, at least I didn't. 
at least it wasn't a, a, a complete loss, but it's like it's still it, a loss. It could go from like let's say you have a seven leg round robin, right? Yep. Not a lot of legs. I mean, it's, you know, it's still having seven things go right is still tough, but it's like not a lot. But it's like if you get six out of seven, if the if the payout was supposed to be thirteen hundred, it might go down to twenty four dollars. It's like yeah. what? Yeah. Like how? But it's like okay, I Why? bet I bet fifteen. I got twenty four. Yeah. It's not bad. And that's the other thing with like with with parlays, right? It's because we're broke, right? For the yep. most, like, most anybody you know that you talk to for the most part is probably broke or like, or like not broke in the sense of like they don't have any money, but they're very close to not having, they're not flush with cash, right? So it's like, you don't have a lot of money to spend on gambling. You can't put $80 down on like, um, a, like a, just the spread, right? You can't put $150 on a spread. So you're like, you know what? Um, I'm gonna do a parlay because like if you if you put down ten dollars on the spread, it's like well it's minus one fifty. It's like so I make like eight fifty. Like that's not a, a yeah. That's not any money. And then, or it's like it's plus one fifty six. So I make a dollar fifty. Yeah, like, yeah. So so, I, so my winnings is eleven dollars. Like that's not. So it's like you see it and then you're like okay if I if I okay I put this on here. I put that on there. I carried a three. Oh shit! It went. I put ten dollars down, and I could win thirteen hundred dollars. Like, hell yeah, I'm doing that. And then you like, you don't hit, and it's like, well, fuck. But but it's like it's such a little amount of money that it's like I can just keep doing this because like it's, it's only ten dollars. I remember, um, I don't remember what game. It was a Cowboys game, and I put out. I put like a like a six leg parlay of like just a stretch. It was just a wild thing. And it hit in like the middle of the second quarter. Everything hit. And it was yeah. like two touchdowns. Uh, two people had to get over fifty yards and like twelve catches or something. And all of it happened in the first half. And I'm like, oh my god! I was like, I don't even want to watch the rest of this yeah. game, dude. I don't even want to watch. That's the, that's the thing too. Like, I don't even like. You're like, oh, I don't even need to watch the rest. Of it. Like, you don't need to watch. Like, like, why are you watch? watching this? I don't need this. Like, no, I'm watching watch this because my points, it was bro. fun at one that's, point. And now you're just like, I don't even need to watch this anymore. So like, do you not crazy. play fantasy football? I uh, I haven't played fantasy in a long time. I remember one year, I I was playing fantasy and I f fell asleep, like right before the day we were drafting. I like like just dozed off out of nowhere and I missed the draft and I just had an awful lineup. Like I got like this is like years ago. I got Lashawn McCoy in the first round, which is not a bad pick, especially at the time. Running backs were still like a, good to get in the first round. Yeah. And then I was like, it just, just, you know, they were just dogging me. Like I was just getting the worst picks or whatever. And, um, but also I have ADHD and I'm very disorganized. I, I would always just forget to set my lineups. And I was yeah. like, oh shit, fuck. And then That's like, why I don't play fantasy basketball. It's too many games. Oh, way too many games. I can't, I got invited to a league and I was like, oh yeah, 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 sure. And like the first three nights I was like, my phone kept blowing up and she was like, oh, I can't fucking do this. Um, but you know, before we wrap up here, right. Uh, you were talking earlier about how like you're trying to get back into shows. Yeah. And uh, but you got two shows coming up. I do got two shows. You got two coming up. shows coming up within the next week. Yeah, I got a. Uh, and I'm got, on one of them. That's right. And I'm excited with you and Cal White. That's, that's a great time. You Cal White and Sierra. That's a fun that's, time. Uh, yeah, I was talking to Sierra about it. I was like, that's that's what. Real quick, just like that's one of the things that becomes hard as you kind of move up the ladder of comedy too. Is like so much of the fun of doing comedy. Like once you find a like a group that yeah. you fuck with is being around your friends, right? Yeah. Like as you start to get more shows and shit, it's like, oh well, well these are new fucking, people. Uh, Cowboy's not on this show, yeah, and it's also dude. in 
Massachusetts in oh, a town. It's not, yeah. not, even, not in Boston, not it's in like, Springfield. I, don't even know, like, yeah. I, I didn't know this town existed. I don't know this town existed. I no one knows me in that town. Yep. Um, I'm doing ten minutes for twenty bucks, maybe. Yep. It cost me more than that to get here. Yep. The show's not great. Cold fries. I have to drive by myself. Yep. And it's just not. It's not fun. It's just not fun. And yeah. it's like you gotta kind of sacrifice the fun of it to like recognize For the grind of it. Yeah. So you can get to a point where they're just paying you to do it and bring people with you. Yeah, and like, it's like that's why um I got I got a ton of respect for Mo Musa in the sense of like that dude would, would drive. I, I remember when he won the New England Comedy Festival. That, yeah. that motherfucker was driving up to Maine. Yep. Like multiple times a month. Yeah. To uh, win that contest, to win a contest that doesn't matter, like, like yeah. and, and, and which isn't which isn't which not a slight, which isn't, yeah, not to shit on the the accomplishment, but it's like, but it's, it's not, not like, like a nationally recognized contest. It's, it's not it? like, it's, it's, yeah, it's not like um you won like just like you don't win just for laughs, but like if, if you went to just for laughs, like yeah. it's like doing. I don't know anything about these contests. Like, is there a money thing involved too? Like, it's money, which okay. is great, but it's also like um you win contests like that. It's like it's it's a it's a great thing to have on your fucking. It's a great credit. It's a great credit, and yeah. it's also like you get a little bit more attention. Like I remember, um, there's they used to do um funniest comedy, funniest comic in New England. They used to do it at um, at the, which I think it was at Foxwoods or Mohegan's, one of them. But like they used to do that uh, every year, and um, a couple comics won it, and it's like you you know you get you, you probably get you might get an agent out or a manager or something yeah. like that because people are like they might not be paying attention to you at all, but like they they might come to just to the the finals for that. Yeah, to see who wins. And then like you know, so you 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 get in front of more people, and it. Oh, like like you said, it's great credit. So you could you could tell people like, yo, I want to do it. Like, yeah, because like it, it also helps like that he's fucking hilarious. Yeah, you know, like he's so funny. But yeah, that's I, that's dedication. I don't know. I yeah, mean, I'm like especially at the time when he was really Maine's crazy. That's, when he was like really nuts. like started like go, going out and like going to Boston. And he ended up moving to Boston. But like you know when he was going yeah. to Boston all the time, going to he's Maine, just fucking murdering. I'm him. like I I can't. I don't, like I was not. At the time, I was just I wasn't as passionate about comedy as I used to. It's like I don't care to do this, you know what I mean? And yeah. I think it, it's a comfort zone thing where it's like you get really comfortable I'm, like I'm being around your friends and being. Yeah. And also, you got to recognize what your goals are in comedy, right? It's like mm. some people want to be Kevin Hart, and some people are fine to just do comedy every now and then. And that's fine. I remember when I first started. I know I kind of I'm gonna get back to the shows. Nah, you're good, bro. But I remember when I first started, right? There used to be these comics. This is this is comic specifically. This this dude Jeff Wade, right? He's been doing comedy at least as long as I've been doing it, probably earlier. Oh, I know Jeff Wade. But Jeff Wade, I used to, I'm like, yo, why does this guy do Because when I started doing comedy, I'm like, oh, I want to be a star. You know yeah. I mean? like, not I never want to be Kevin Hart famous, but I was like, I want to be like. I want people to know Sean Yeah, Murray. I want to I want to have an HBO special. I want to yeah. be like, I want to be touring. I want, I want people, people to come quote see. My yeah, I want to be one of the guys who's like, oh, I sold out Madison Square Garden. Like, I want that. Yeah. But um, I would see a guy like Jeff Wade, I'm like, yo. Like he's not gonna sell out Madison Square Garden ever, yeah. and it took me a long time, you know, three four years. Where I was like, I was like, oh, he doesn't care about that. Yeah, he's like, just having fun. He, he this is his opportunity to, and, and his wife loves it. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he, he fucking. This is opportunity to get up on stage. Then, if he thinks he, he thinks he's funny, or he, he just wants to talk, he, this yeah. is an opportunity to do this every now and then. And it's like he loves that, and that's all he wants out of it. It's and like, he's honestly like, I've, uh, he helped me a lot when I first started. Like he gave me a lot of spots. He let me host his um great guy his Thursday shows and stuff. And like I probably wouldn't have gotten as confident as I did if I didn't have like the 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 Mohegan Sun shows that he would put me on. And like those really helped. And like oh, Jeff's great. So yeah, but it's, but it's just like, it's one of those things like, like just recognizing like 
Like, but Mo, yeah, like you were saying, like he he's okay not being a superstar. It's, yeah, he's, this not, is, he's not trying to it, tour. He's, he's got a him. career. He's got it, a life. He's got a wife. Like this is just his. This is what he does for fun. This is like us sitting down playing video games. Right. He's made the calculation of what success means to him. Yep, and like, he's got it. I don't think he's ever thought about having comedy as a career. I don't think Dude, he, he's ever he would pursue it. I don't think. Obviously, yeah. no one's reaching out to him to do it. No one's reached out to anyone to do it. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, um, but like, if you think about it, you know, he's got a monthly thing that he does at a very well-known casino uh, comedy club. He's winning. You know, he's he's succeeding. That's if if that's not success, then like, you know, I don't know what what would be at that level. Yeah, you you got to make know? success on your own terms. And I, I think was just to Mo, like, I know Mo probably think, yo, I want to do this shit. Yeah. And I and I and I'll do whatever. And that's. I think he's a great example of of you get what you're putting in. Absolutely. And he's putting in like ten times, and he's getting it back ten times. That's what I've said. I've said this uh, so many people, not just not specifically about Mo, but comics, uh, that you are just ubiquitous, or like you know, it's like like oh, I was saying this a little bit earlier. Like people are like oh, it's luck, or is it, like you know they got a, a uh, break, or like or like or like um. Luck is like I think luck is like maybe like ten percent of it. Luck, luck is think, a huge part but, of it. But I think most of it is just putting yourself there. But it's like Harvey Dent type shit. Like you got to create your own luck. Yeah, you, know I mean? you like, got to be there. You it's have like when to. When they say luck is opportunity, meaning yeah. it's like like it's one of those things. Like I was saying earlier, you got to put yourself in those spaces. You got to give yourself the opportunity to win. Like so, it's like not only is it like, um, and because what you realize is in any field, the person who's working, it's like, you know we've heard the phrase, you know, talent beats. I mean, hard work beats talent when talent yep. fails work hard, whatever. It's like the person who works hard is going to win all every, every time. time. You know what I mean? Like not these people. These funny what, people. What's who, the work. Bruce Lee quote? Is like, uh, don't don't be scared of the man who knows a thousand kicks. Uh, be scared of the man who's practiced one kick a thousand times. Yeah, it's that, like that. It's it's like it's that thing where it's like um, you 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 when you put yourself out there that much, you there's less and less chance of you not being given more opportunities. Mm -hmm. So then, because like you point, said, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. You're out of sight, you're out of mind. It's like, you, if you're always around, it's like, like, like I'm like, oh, I wish I was getting more shows in Boston or like, or in Providence, whatever. Like no one in Boston sees me ever. You yeah. know what I mean? So how would they- I wouldn't even know what to do if I wanted to go in Boston. They don't know where to go. I would know nothing. Right. And it's like, it's one of those things like, you gotta, you gotta figure it out. Right. Yeah. So it's like, you gotta say either I'm driving up to Boston and I'm going to find some shows to go to and I'm going to hang out and, and meet people. Or another thing you could do, which is one of the, that's, it's useful about social media is like, okay, I go on and I say, okay, I know this guy just did that show. Following that show. Following that show. I'm following that show. I'm yeah. following this comic. I'm following this comic. I'm following this comic. And it's like, even, so even if I reach out to them and they say, um, they, they they blow me off or like whatever. At least I know I know who to where to go. I, I, this yeah. is a very popular show in Boston. This is a very popular show in yeah. whatever city you're in. It's like uh, or whatever city you want to go to or you know wherever you want to be. Like find the places to be and and put yourself there. And like, like it's like they. Uh, yeah, that's, I was trying. I went up to uh, I've, my my sister lives in Buffalo, and we went. Me and my girlfriend went up there uh, like uh, back in like April May, and um, like we were there for like a whole weekend. So I was like, damn, I want to try and do comedy out there. I'm like, where the fuck do I go? So I have a friend up there who's like, does music and stuff. So I asked him like, Hey man, I don't know if you know like any open mics or anything. And uh, I ended up joining like a Buffalo comedy group and I, I found an open mic and I went and it was awesome. It was so good. People, they were asking me like, Oh, when are you coming back? When you come back up, like call me. And I'm like, yeah, 
That's another thing too. It's like you, you find a fucking comedy groups. Find you, yeah. you gotta. It's like the thing is to be successful. I think that's what I did with uh, CT comedy. I just literally went on Facebook and I was like, all right, comedy Connecticut. Like, what is it's, it? It's, it, it? It really is that simple in a lot of ways. But again, it's also like it's not that simple. It's like it's that simple to, to find the group, but it's like it's not that simple to get successful in there. But it's like that's mm. where the hard work really comes yep. in. And it's like you gotta if you if if there's a certain level of success you want to achieve. You gotta be uh, obsessive about it. It can't yeah. just be like a thing you're doing, like casually. And like that's to wrap it up all the way back up to the beginning. It was like I was very casual about my career. I said it to my recently. I put it this way. I was like, um, for a long time, I thought I was chasing my dreams, but I was just following them. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I could see it up there. It's right over there. But I wasn't like I wasn't trying to get it. I yeah. thought I was. I'm like, it's like um, it's in front of me, and I'm and I'm pursuing it. But it's like, it's like it's, I'll get there. Yeah, but it's like you can't do it because at some point it's like. It's, damn, it's, is is that my dreams right there? It's like I can't see. It's kind of far. I yeah, lost I mean, it. yeah, it's it's, 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 it's yeah. just it, you, you mm -hmm. gotta you gotta at least keep pace with it. You know yeah. what I mean? And I, I feel like that's where I was. I was I was like I was just following behind it, and I wasn't like really like trying to go get it. Cause I, cause I it wasn't like an, an entitled thing. But I, I thought more of it was gonna just I want to say fall Based into my lap. It. But yeah, it's yeah. gonna be like you know. Yeah, I think I think I think we all fall into that because I think I just I'm just starting to get out of that where it's like. Um, being out of sight, out of mind, but thinking that what I did when I was around Is still enough. holds merit. Yeah. And it's like, nah. It's, nah, because I think comedy is, is one of those, what have you done for me lately? kind of businesses it's, it's absolutely that unless it's like, you're like a legend like if then, eddie murphy comes up and he's like oh i want to do 20 minutes they're gonna be like oh yeah of course mr murphy go ahead right even if he hasn't done comedy since the fucking 80s but yeah but you had to be you have to one you have to become eddie murphy to get that exactly or you know somebody close to that but also everybody is replaceable right yep. not in the sense of purely in talent like has there been anybody who's as talented as eddie murphy since eddie murphy stopped doing stand-up comedy maybe not right he, he you know eddie murphy stopped you like eddie murphy stopped doing comedy when he was 26 years old yep he stopped doing stand-up comedy when he was 26 years old like he, he had already become the biggest, most successful stand-up comedy comedian in the history of the, like, of the, in the history of the, um, the medium yeah. by 26 years old. Like, yeah. you, like, like, like that doesn't happen. Like, no, mm -hmm. one, no one will ever recreate that. That's, it's yeah. absurd. But when he stopped doing comedy, did the comedy clubs close? No. Nope. You know what I mean? Like, they, like, okay, we can't get Eddie Murphy. Who's next? All right, kid. You know what I mean? Here's your shot. You know what I mean? It's like, like Charlie, it, come here. Yeah. It's like whoever it may be. So it's like, it's that, it's that thing where it's like, no matter how talented you are, there's always they someone can't else. get you. It's like, let's say, let's say you're just like you're talented, but you're expensive. You're like, well, all right. Um, this guy's less expensive and he's not as good as you, but also the audience doesn't care that much. Yep. So it's like, I'll get him. It's just that, that thing's like, you, anybody can be replaced. So yeah. it's like, if you're, if you're around at least, it's like, well, he's here. You know what I mean? And that's the thing. Just being a guy who's like, you know, just like, you know, I just happened to be there that day. So many comments like, oh, the first time I got to do the 20 minutes is because so-and-so dropped out of the show. And I was Or the, the headliner was late. Or I was in it. Like, they were like, hey, kid, you can do 20? He's like, yes. You know, you can't, but then you do it. Or so many opportunities like that. People are like, yep. I was just, I was just the guy who was there. And, and yep. then once you, and then if you, if you really give a fuck about this shit, you're like, okay, I went from the guy who was there. Who's the guy do, who's how like, how do I get the, how do I become the guy that they're calling now? Yeah. The guy who they need to be yeah. there. You know, the guy who they're asked to be there. And, uh, that's what it is. But anyway, 
Uh, two shows coming up. <laughs> two shows. Um, doing Randalls in West Haven on Saturday. I don't know when this is coming out. Saturday. This is probably coming out next week. Okay, so yeah. Um, so yeah, we you killed it. Yeah, I fucking you smoked fucking it. Smoked I got it, dude. Great social dude, media. Standing clips. ovation. It was crazy. Like, I've never seen uh, so many people standing up out of wheelchairs. Like I think that was the most impressive. It's a rare sight. Like how it's you happened cured before, but how you how you made that amputee's legs grow back just by being gift. funny yeah. was incredible. Yeah, it's um, it's something I do every now and then. Like it's, yeah. it's I don't want to get a reputation for it because then people gonna like yeah, start treating me like start a like, they're gonna, yeah, And then at the same people, people like people worship me. They're gonna be the people, people who's like, like, oh no, he's yeah, a he's blasphemer. A, yeah, so it's yeah. like it's, but you know, every now and then just to remind people, like, yo, I, I can, I can I, do this. I'm, I'm, Listen, I'm, get up. Some tricks in my sleep. Exactly. And the guy's like, whoa. Oh shit! I can't. First, he's offended. He's like, I can't get up. Imagine though, like when Jesus was walking around and like the the paralyzed guy, Jesus like walking. He's like, oh yeah, thanks a lot, asshole. Oh, it would have been like like yo like. Like that's not first of all that's not funny. Like he gets him. He's like, yo, I'm gonna walk over and slap yeah, him. He's like, and then he's like, he's like, yo, I wish I could get up. I'll beat the shit out you. And then he's like, and then Jesus like, yo, come do it. Then. He, that's probably that's probably what it was. Jesus wasn't doing like magic or like you know what I mean. It was literally just like <laughs> he got the guy. He got the guy that mad that the guy did it himself. It, yeah, it, like, it's, it's, I'm honestly, just, it's the power of self of self worth. Yeah, like, you like, gotta yo, believe I'm gonna in tap into like something. Inside yeah. you, that like yep. I'm not doing anything. I'm just I literally just pissed you off. Like you made yourself walk. I mean, how, how long? Right. So so like people who believe in Jesus, right? They believe that uh, the second coming is like when he comes to Earth and stuff and uh, brings everybody up to heaven, right? But in between him coming to Earth and going back to heaven, you think Joe Rogan to have him on the podcast? He's got it. Like I, Joe, he, yeah. you think Joe Rogan to be like Jesus? You ever and, had DMT? <laughs> and, it, it, and it's not even that Joe Rogan's got to have him on the podcast. <laughs> Jesus has to go on Joe. Rogan. Like if he's serious about like remind, like letting the world know that he's back, like you got to go on Rogan. Like you, yeah, no, like, that's true. That's if you if you want publicity, like there's like a handful. Like Dude, you got to go on Marin. <laughs> Joe Rogan. Go so, Rogan. So tell me about like so you're your dad, <laughs> but also the Holy Spirit. But like, also your son. What the fuck's that about? Jamie, pull this, pull that up. Jamie, pull up the, pull, pull the, up the King, James, King James version. Pull up the emote they do. <laughs> <laughs> emote. Um, and then he's he's got he's got to go on Rogan. He's got to go on he's gonna go on Marin first. Yeah. He's gonna go on Rogan, and then he's gonna do a video with like Mr. Beast, where they like they they go oh, to yeah, yeah, they yeah. go to Walmart the, and they're giving away. No, dude, they're gonna go to Walmart. They're gonna give away shoes to help the homeless walk on water, so they <laughs> yeah. can get to places where there's food. Yeah, he's gonna fucking. They're gonna go to a bar. Then you're gonna be on a cruise, and you're just gonna see a bunch of homeless like sleeping on the Atlantic Ocean <laughs> <laughs> in their new Jesus shoes. That's hilarious. Um, so yeah, he's back. He's coming back. Uh, Jesus is gonna be. I at thought you were gonna give me a Tampa date. Bay. <laughs> no, you're gonna give me a date. No, Jesus is gonna be at the Tampa Bay Improv on <laughs> March 13th through the 17th. You're featuring, right? You're featuring uh, yeah. for Christ. I mean, hey. I know a guy. Listen. I know a guy. I got a good relationship with the guy. I talk to him every night. <laughs> Um, <laughs> talk to him every night. Every uh, night doesn't talk back. Doesn't talk back, but like a lot but, of cold, a lot of cold shoulder, but somehow but get, like strong reassurance. Everything I need to hear from him, I get, it gets to me. Like I, yeah, I haven't spoken to Jesus directly, but I got a message like, hey, come to Tampa Bay Improv. Come through. Jesus wants you there. And it's like I. The Lord, the it Lord's would, got twenty four. Right, yeah, it's like I, it would be nice to hear it directly from him, but it's but like I'll I was also like, I I'll take the secretary. I, yeah, That's fine. Hell yeah. So. So um, February, February, February 2nd, 
Uh, uh, Randall's, you killed it. Yes, February tenth. Yeah. And then February tenth, um, uh, Bridgeport Secret Show. Uh, Secret Show. It's a link in my bio, Lowbrow Sean on Instagram. Um, it's gonna be me, you, Chris, uh, Dan Cowwhite comedy show in Bridgeport. A lot of fun location. times, and then March. And then thirteenth, uh, uh, Tampa Improv. Yes, March 13th. Jesus Christ. 13th through the 17th. Through the 17th, uh, right up to St. Patrick's Day. But before that... Because then you're in Dublin with St. Patrick. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it feels like a step down in a sense, but it's also like, I don't really have a Dublin audience. So it's like, yeah. it might not be like at that level of Jesus, but it's also like... It's still like yeah. bigger than it's, what yeah, you know. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm expanding my horizon. You know I mean? so you your your followers get. are going to triple. Exactly. Um, and then uh, February 16th and 17th at the City Steam Bruhaha in Hartford Hell with yeah. Damian Lemon. Ooh. And uh, Damian Lemon is fucking so good. Like, you know, those comics, like, most people don't know Damian Lemon, uh, but he's. Incredibly funny. It's a, it sounds very. Was that? Is that the guy from Guy Code? Yes. Okay. He, yeah. He's he's so good. Like his stand up. He's he has such a like particular. He's one of those vocabulary. dudes. Him. I forget the other guy from Guy Code. That they're just like uh, the other guy's a little more obscure, but like very recognizable. But like when I used to go to like Broadway and like Greenwich Village all the time, like you would just see them walking around, and I'm like, wow. No, it's one of the things when you do a comedy in New York City, where it's like um like this guy is both famous and not famous. This guy is oh, super famous, but also trying to get on the same show. Yeah, it's the same am. show so as like, me. That's it's like, like, it makes you put it into, um, puts into context how many levels there are. Yeah. Where it's like, you're like, oh, there's probably like five levels. There's like, fucking go from sub here. levels, dude. Yeah, it's it's like, crazy. It's like, like, it's like, like one, a, this, one A, one B, this one This guy's C. on a nationally televised show, but he's still trying to do a check spot or whatever. Yeah. It's like, it's like this, a lot of that shit don't translate into like to monetary success. Yeah. It's also like you want to get up. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's like, yeah, it's always funny to be like, weren't you on? I, I see you on TV like a lot. Yeah. Yet you're like at the Grizzly Pear on a yeah. Wednesday. <laughs> I've never gone up at the Grizzly Pear. I would love to. It's it's not. It sounds cool. Every time I walk by, like it sounds great. really good. It sounds cool. It's a lot cooler. It's a lot cooler than it used to be because like Grizzly, like so many. Okay, this is the last thing. Last thing for sure. Um, <laughs> When I was doing comedy in the city, it's so funny to see like certain venues go from being a bar to being a comedy club. Yeah. Like there used to be this um used to be this, uh, this spot called um Village Lantern. It used to be a great open mic at Village yep. Lantern. Incredible. Like it was always great. Like always packed, mostly comics, some audience, but it was like, it always felt like a show. And it's like, you, you if you killed it, it just felt great. And then like over the years, it just became like the lantern. And then it was like lantern comedy. And it's like, and now it's like a, it's the functions as a comedy. Like Grizzly Pears, another thing it was like, oh, hell yeah. Um, these are my, uh, my current favorite gummy right now. These the are lifesaver sours. Cause like I'm a big sour candy guy, but like a lot of candy is not actually sour. Yeah, and like true. some of these make me like my, they're gonna make my eye twitch. You those need that. These. It's essential. These are number one, though. The very, very ones. I'm a big fan of those. Those are fucking great. Um, yeah, that's like me and Chris's thing. We uh, will share gummies if we if he goes to a store and he sees like a new Haribo, he'll like buy two and we'll share them or whatever. Um, oh yeah. So yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Just bunch of bunch of like fucking bars candy. just became fucking yeah. comedy clubs. Like it's like yep. like they're still a bar, but like they they're they, it's a dedicated like club most nights of the week where it's like, it's called this, like um, this used to be this bar called Old Man Hustle, another great mic. And like they did shows there. Now it's like, I think it functions as Brooklyn Comedy Club now. Uh -huh. I haven't been in the city in a while, so I don't know, but it's, it's crazy. But anyway, 
appreciate you having me on, sir. Dude, I appreciate you coming through all the time. I, I, I love doing the show. Come back. I'd love to come back anytime. Dude, um, whenever you want. Next I, time you watch a great movie, hit me up and we'll talk about it. Yeah, I, you asked me that before and we yeah, got to You got to watch Godzilla. Not so we can talk about it. We can definitely talk about it just because it was fucking no, awesome. I'm, I'm, Dude, watching it in black and white was so gripping. That rules. that rules. Like, bro, I didn't even like. Uh, last thing, uh, I didn't even. Like, <laughs> I got so like. You gotta drawn change the in, name of this podcast to Last Thing. So drawn into the fucking story of like the the China the Japanese couple, mm -hmm. like outside of Godzilla attacking every fucking thirty seconds. That I'm like, yo, this is. It like got me so emotional, and then like Godzilla came, and I'm like, that fucker, sir. <laughs> no, that's um. That's what you want as a fucking, you make it, you write a movie, you direct a movie, like, yeah, you want somebody. I want to get really sad and just be like, fuck yeah, like, at like, the same, it's so, it was so good. Like, knowing, like, I'll find a link and send it to you. It's amazing when it's like, the movie is called Godzilla, but yet you're still that excited when Godzilla shows up, even though he shows up multiple times throughout the movie yeah. because of how well it's made. It was like, oh, yes, this so is exciting. He's back. Here Dude, he is again. So, uh, I don't know if they showed it in the trailers because I don't think I watched the trailer for it. But when he goes to like shoot his atomic breath, the scales pop out of his yeah, back. Yeah, they show that Dude, in the trailer. It looks so fucking cool. Love that level of detail. But Sean, thank you so much, bro. Thank you. I fucking appreciate you. I can't wait. I'm gonna be there on uh, the third. I was there on the third. You killed it. It was so fucking good. Again, I can't wait for the tenth. Little walking that weren't before. Yeah, nah. You listen. A lot of comics can put asses in seats, but Sean can make I take them. Sean take gets them permanently. Up. He gets them up. <laughs> he gets them all goofy goobering. Uh, Sean Murray, thank you so much. Follow him at Lowbrow Sean. Are you still doing the podcast? I'm literally planning to bring it back uh, next week. Yeah, podcast uh, so coming back. Nobody has Sean podcast on wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Uh, yeah, I got a. I gotta actually like have an inter uh, like a social media following to be successful in this game. So yeah, I gotta yeah, fucking bring it's it back. Brutal. Um. So yeah, look out for that and doing stand up all over wherever somebody will have me. I'm like I'm literally yeah. Sean Murray's gonna take over 2024. I said it That's here first. Plan. You're gonna get it. Thanks, bro. You better believe it. Be sure to check out BSC Wrestling online on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> the Big Bobber's coming up next.